everybody. Welcome to Stories of the Salt Night. The Dungeon Boys. No, no Dungeon Boys. Get out of here. We can't no Dungeon do that Who's throwing? Who's throwing candy? That's not that's candy. Not that's nobody. dice. Oh, jeez. You're all right. Willingly going to lose your dice. I have assigned for this podcast. <laughs> all right. Anyways, that's Stories of the Salt Nights. We're back. It's go time. It's been a hot minute since we've been in the chairs. Let's do it. Yes. Oh, first and foremost, uh, thank you for Randy at Beast Recordings for hosting all of this. He never has to do this again. Well, we don't know about that. Let's see what happens. The last time y'all saw me, I didn't have a full mouth of metal. Oh, it's awesome. Now he's metal! You was basically metal? a metal head. Like, yeah, bro. Dental health is metal, dude. <laughs> Dental health is so fucking metal. It's so, so metal. Bad. It's so metal. So, so brutal. Left teeth. Metal in his mouth. It's gonna be a long time. Nice clean. Clear bacteria. Tin what? Tin grin. Tin grin. For two years of my life, that's it. My father. Character idea. Yes. A dentist who's just so into being a dentist, <laughs> but is also a barbarian. These goblin teeth are horrible. <laughs> he's a cleric too. He's, like, just, he's just got a, a goblin captured <laughs> against its will. It's like, stop, settle down. You're so much plaque. He's like <laughs> so genuinely much. serious about it, but he won't let is him. That a child skull in there? <laughs> wow. He has a garrote that he uses as floss. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> this will be good for replacement teeth. Puts it in his bag. Okay, thank you for coming to our imaginary D&D character of the day. <laughs> back on to, back on to, uh, to, uh, to write that down. I kind of like that as a little a skit. Yeah. A skit. Write that down. It's too bad. Good. It's too bad this may be the last episode. <laughs> Maybe? Maybe. He's better damn well be the last episode <laughs> so we can start the next thing. Someone will fuck it up. Okay. <laughs> well, it depends. Um, Let it not be let's you. do the recap really quick. Or <laughs> else. <sighs> you guys uh, finally made your way into... What is it called again? <laughs> Terracourt, that's what it's called. <laughs> I know these things. We're off to a rolling start. Um, and eventually made your way down into the mine where you took care of this mining equipment that basically looks like a massive cannon. Um, and then eventually you wandered your way into, after hearing a scream actually, uh, made your way into like this big open cavern with this um, old man uh, with like this black dagger, and he had this um, dwarf on this table and about to sacrifice him. There were a few words that were uh, shared, and then uh, you guys went into combat, and this old man um, had a statue of an Aarakocra come to life and attack you, and then he stabbed this dwarf, and the dwarf, like, mutated and, like, shifted into this weird uh, devilish houndish creature that came out at you and uh, was immediately banished. Immediately. Immediately. No, I mean, it's, it was a good, it was a good use of the spell. Um, I will, well, he's upset. <laughs> so the, the DM and I discussed that spell at another time and we both agreed, man, that's kind of a, that's a nutty spell. <laughs> it is. Um, anyway, so you guys, you guys, uh, or this, um, this old man ended up stabbing himself in the chest with the, 
with the black dagger, and he morphed into this giant demon form creature with these large wings and this axe that just spewed ash from it. And um, he, or it, I maybe should say, being an intelligent creature, uh, pretty much pinpointed on Eros as if he could take down Euros in a certain amount of time, he could probably get his person back. So uh, that whole fight was mostly it going after Euros. And Euros taunting him. And Euros taunting him and also saving on literally every concentration check. Because uh, of Eldritch Mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about the mind manifest. Can't, can't crack what you don't understand. I mean, it was, a, it was a good fight. Brain no pain. <laughs> At a certain point, you guys had uh, taken him down to uh, a point, and there was also this uh, uh, portal that was spewing out these other, like, little green creatures every once in a while. Eventually, this demon creature uh, kind of uh, made made its escape, so to speak, and uh, you guys closed the portal to whatever dimension that it was... um, it was connected to. I was kind of sad that no one just um, stuck their head in there really quick. Um, <laughs> what's going on? What yeah, like, it would have been, would have I'm been so great. I'm going to tell you right now, I've been pulling off my feet and thrown into multiple stone benches multiple times by that portal. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, it made its escape and you guys tried to follow in pursuit, but eventually you got to the point where there's the, like, big elevator thing, and it was just crushed and shattered. And that's where we left off. You guys are now sitting in a, um, the bottom of this basically mine shaft uh, that was roughly 250 to 300 feet up, uh, with no, seemingly, no way to get up. And weird noises happening in the off in the dark. Euro <laughs> says, "Did someone disconnect a USB device?" <laughs> what? <laughs> and the party looks at him like, oh, "I was going to smash you on the beak." Never Wrong universe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> said, I almost slipped there. Thanks. It's been Thanks. a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Oh God, has it been a while? Okay. <laughs> uh, so you guys are now, like I said, you're standing at the foot of this mine shaft. What? How, what are you guys doing? Well, Euros looks drained. Um, he's kind of just like his magic is mostly gone, um, but he can still do a few things. But he's kind of just looking up at the mine shaft and just like mm, yeah, he, feel, he, he seems like he's a little stumped at the moment. <clears throat> Damn shame not to be able to fly right now, huh? Can can bark <laughs> just sparrow and like, some sort? Like, and not even trying to be mean, just like straight up, just like Fuck. actually, yeah, <laughs> just just feeling it. Yeah, let's just fly. Like, maybe can anybody have have ability to fly? Uh, she can fly. Burrow? And I point. Your points at uh, Lenore. But can she carry all six of us up the shaft? No, just me. Does anyone have You're the bird, yeah. <laughs> I have hollow bones. So, no, actually, I have Does no anyone have hollow bones? Like, you have hollow bones. I have hollow bones, so. One of those bags. I know these things. You like. Like. It, yes. 
those like magic bags. Bag of holding. Oh. Bag of holding. He's mimicking putting an entire arm like, into a bag of holding. You know, so we could put ourselves to other people. This might look like in that bag, in that magic bag, and like put us in the bag, and then she could carry, she could fly us out of here. You we know, can't, we, we can't fit in the Just thing. It's like this way around. You can't. That's not possible. I, I, you know. Can we um, even breathe in that bag? It's a decent idea. Oracles. We could hold our breath. Turn For how long? Wait a minute. I <laughs> a giant centipede? So Barco turns into a giant centipede. Um, yeah, so everyone sees Barco just like, oh, down into a giant centipede. Um, not to, what does your centipede look like? So the carapace is that of a very thick layer of flaking mushrooms. Um, the eyes are a vibrant green. There's these big black spots along its dark orange um, umber carapace. It's about 15 feet long. Uh, most or more or less, it's all kind of spooled up in on itself and cr- crawls around. Um, really cute, honestly. <laughs> well, so in, in whose opinion? So it's, it's, no mis- it's no Mr. Bell. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> Uh, while he scurries off, I'm one, two, three, four, five, six. Anybody have rope? I, uh, uh, boy, that would have been smart, wouldn't it? I have 50 feet. So do I. Squeezy's gonna hang okay. back. I have 50 feet. Okay. I also have 10 pitons. Do I? And a hammer. I also I have 10 pitons. pitons. I remember when I picked up the hammer. <laughs> how, I'm stoked that I picked up the hammer. How far down are we? I also have a hammer. You're about Coach. somewhere in the vicinity of 250 to 300 feet down. This is my job. Excellent. Aha! A little bag of sand! Uh, what what direction <laughs> is the creature? As a branded creature, I know the direction that he is on. If, How if far? He's on the same plane. Okay. How f- does it say within a no, certain amount? No distance. It says you always know the direction of the branded creature as long as it's on the same plane as you. How long? Until uh, I'm dispelled. I love Or I've. Took in a short rest. That is one thing about the blood hunters. Their stuff lasts pretty much until a rest, unless they get. I, I cursed the creature. Is what's yeah. happened. So it's got to get uncursed. Okay, so you know the direction. Do you do you know how far they are from you? It doesn't say that. I just know the direction. The direction. Um, Say, it's on a different plane, don't worry about it. But now he has to do research, which is not comforting. <laughs> Good to know. Just not. I just want to know if it's heading towards the city, the village. <clears throat> it is due east of you. Okay, hang on a second. Yeah, right? <laughs> so down? It's heading towards the village. On the map? Basically, in, in the direction. So At least in the di- it's pointing in the direction that you understand is the direction towards the ice, ice. But also, but also, you you understand that the shaft goes up and then it goes east for a little bit, and so so you got to the top of the shaft and could. So you have to go east for a little bit until you get out of the the mine itself. But we can we tie some ropes together. I have fifty feet of rope. And I can go ahead and fly it on up. Thank you. <gasps> 200 feet so far. Wait, if everybody's got Where did Barkle go? Feet. He, he's that cute little oh, giant. Did he tell us what his pen was? No. That's pretty usual. <laughs> Don't worry, squeeze squeeze with you guys. <laughs> squeeze squeeze, what's your plan? 
<laughs> Got it. I give a. Uh, uh, <coughs> Got it. I grab my, squee by the deck. My 50 foot rope pouch. Fine. <laughs> Love that for us. I'm just glad his head didn't pop off. I may have fallen out. Pieces. Mm-hmm. 50 foot rope. So that makes 200 feet. So it's 250 to 300 feet. Yes. Somewhere in the vicinity of that. Yes. Um, yes. Hold on. What are you? What are you doing? You went Parkle's crawling gonna up. gonna go and scan the top. Okay. Um, <laughs> what have we got going on? So you crawl your way up. Do you have a climb speed? Yeah, 30. 30 feet. Okay. So I guess it's. Uh, reasonable that you'd just be able to climb up pretty easily. Um, Dashing. Yeah. It takes you, it still takes you like a little bit to get up there. Um, uh, ten minutes? Three rounds? Yeah, it takes them like three, three, four three to four rounds or something I'm like that. Good. Um, so that's like 18 seconds. Yeah. Cool. Super fast little creature critting I up mean, there. It is a centipede. <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. <laughs> Uh, when you get up there, roll a perception check for me. I'm gonna spread my wings and start flying up the shaft. 16. I was wondering. I was wondering when you were gonna say that. I was like, does does Randy remember right now? So I just don't 16. use them that often. 16. <laughs> Randy, I want you to roll me a perception check as well. Add your perception. Did you flat too? Uh, calculations, I'm going to cast oh, no. Dancing I Lights was, just to uh, light up the area. That the area. Them for now. Percentage. Okay. I had a mind for it. I'm like, what's percent? Unlimited. 82. No, that's right. That's right. I said a perception check. Sorry. Oh, perception. 82 perception. Yes. You got an 82 perception check? <laughs> Hey, what? See, <laughs> I want a fourteen perception. Fourteen. Uh, so the two of you, as you're going up, <clears throat> although you're going up separately at this point, um, you notice claw marks like in the actual like stone. Um, and so you, yeah, you just notice these like claw marks that look like they're every few feet. There's like another claw mark. Um, and as you get to the top, as you start to look around, you don't necessarily see anything around, um, at least off into the distance of the of the mine shaft going forward. But you can you get to uh, you can kind of see like these footprints um, every so feet off into the darkness of the mine shaft. Is there a mechanism or a lever of some sort that operated the cable or ropes once upon a time? Uh, yeah, now that the, um, now that the, like, the whole cart has, like, been crushed and destroyed, um, there is this, what looks like a set of, like, pulleys and gears up at the top, um, and actually that was, like, kind of dug out right above where, right above the mine shaft, so it would have been... Yeah, you. I think you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But they actually, none of that looks like it's destroyed mm-hmm. in any kind of way. I actually okay. had a question along those lines. So at the bottom, 
because um, the, the actual carriage or elevator is what's wrecked, right? It's all trashed. Yeah. But is there still tension on the rope to it? No, it's all like destroyed. So is, is the counter so actually, actually, I should say that's a good point. The counterweight would be down there, and also a fuck ton of rope <laughs> is just like Chill. gathered Piled down up. there. But very thick, very heavy rope. Wait, can I pick it up? Uh, how much of it are you trying to pick up? <laughs> I intend to carry it. All of it? That's a lot. All of it. This is like, Just gets this is, this is rope that is meant to, like, take the weight of an entire, like, uh, platform. Not, like, platform, basically. So this is incredibly thick rope. How's it Dice braided? with two C's. <laughs> like a ship rope. Thick. P-H-T-I-C-C. Okay. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's so thick. 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 Thick with that. Damn, girl, that's thick. There's a griddle in there. I was the one with the list now. You can pick up... Man. That's my favorite word. How, uh, how the thick are we this talking? Is looks. this like It's lineable? like, it's got to be like this <laughs> thick around. Oh, that's, that's fine. Chump change, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you, you're trying to pick up all of this rope? Pick 300 feet of that up. I'm going to fly it up. Yes, indeed. I want you to roll me a strength check. badass. I'm also going to guide myself. Okay. Because you're probably trying to pick up several hundred pounds of rope. Well, technically, she would only have to pick up one end of it. it yeah, but heavier the heavier and heavier as she went up. The heavier it would get heavier and heavier as it went up. And then what we could do is, uh, hey, hey, Alison, my name is Alison. In case you forget, <laughs> Leonore. Um, before you do, Lenore, you, are, you, are you are you gone? Have you left? Really quick, oh, it's no, Lenore, I'm, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> said Leonore this entire game. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, she's she's used to him mispronouncing literally everything. <laughs> anyway, continue. Are you still here? Hurting my oh, feelings, or have you left? And I'm just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's currently gathering the rope, and I'm currently rolling to gather said rope. A thought. How about we tie up all of our ropes together and tie our ropes to the thick rope the end, and then that way you can actually get up 300 feet, and then haul up, the, then you're not lifting as much weight the distance, if that makes any sense. If we cut off, are you saying if we cut off like 100 foot of this big rope? Yeah, and then she doesn't have to take all of it Fly it up, attach it, and then attach the smaller ropes below that? Other way around, but yeah. Small ropes first, then the big rope last. Because then she can fly 200 feet up. It easier. Okay, it great. This is 300 useful. feet up. We have three, 250 fucking barkle. I think this is a good, this is a pretty good barkle. Plan. We just have to cut off. What is your name? Like a good 50. Barkle. Barkle. I didn't say Berkle. Berkeley? <laughs> well, I, I was going to have him hold that heavy rope for maybe a, a 19. <laughs> You're gonna use the. You're still in character. Or she just says, "Fuck you!" And I'll shoot it down. And carry it up myself. It's like something. How so? Is that gonna help? Well, like, well, actually, it's sixty feet. No, 
Uh, I, I think maybe I'll just use it as a mount to go pick up people because it is large. Oh, okay. So that's an option. I'll probably summon that when I get up there. Okay, Set. hold on a second. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. What about a 19? For a strength check? Yeah. Just point at you and say, I hope you know what you're doing. Are you trying to pick, like, all of this rope up or oh, just... No, I was going to, like, take one <laughs> end of it and then fly it up. And I was going to ask Markle to just, like, hold it. <laughs> uh, Ke, you pick up this rope, and you can tell this is hefty rope, and it's got some weight to it, but it's not so bad. And you start flying, and it slowly gets heavier and heavier, and you're trying harder and harder, and your flying speed gets slower and slower and slower. Um, <clears throat> you're doing... You're doing pretty well. With a 19. Yeah, I'd say you get to the top. Uh, you do take a point of exhaustion, though, what? from from that. Ooh, that's all my ability checks. Because it, by the time you're getting to about I did. 250 feet, I that the weight of that rope is tremendous, and you. Ooh, I would have dropped just, it if it was. You just left. straight left. Would you like to just drop it instead and and I not mean, take I a point of exhaustion? Take a point of exhaustion. Jesus I'll let you make. Christ. I'll let you make the choice. You can get it to the top, but you'll take a point of exhaustion, or you can. I would have. Can I see her coming up with the rope at this point? It's well lit. <clears throat> I have uh, dancing lights. And one of the I mean, at a, as up. soon as it started getting like that heavy, I would not have kept carrying it. So you prefer not to, not to make it to the top. Do yeah. I see her coming up? I'd say at a certain point, you guys can see her trying to fly up with this rope. Perfect. I summon. I jump out of my shape, summon my big friend, give him a couple pets, and send him down there to help. Okay, so at a certain point, you're flying this up, and I'd say this is, like, right on the cusp of you about to drop this thing. You see a giant spider coming down. Are you Four still sucks. a centipede? No, no, I had to leave that. Oh, okay. You see a giant spider with Barkle uh, uh, riding it? on it. No, 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 no. I wish. That'd be so <laughs> and uh, cool. it starts crawling down. Are you doing anything to yeah, help, I'll too? Yeah, I'll fly down and go to help. <clears throat> okay. I'd say, how are you helping on the spider? Well, the spider's, like, horse-sized, um, and it's my, my plan is to use the to web ability on the rope and then just keep it attached. Okay. Pull up on the wall. I want you to roll a strength check for your spider, and I want you to roll a strength check for... Does it get advantage because it's large? <laughs> Got a 19. Missing the name. No. And for the record, Thank I have moved these two and myself but it is out from underneath based on the weight okay. of the rope. It's a good idea. Yeah, it was 19. The, what do you mean? Oh, right, yes. Yeah, so I thought you were just... Busy scribbled. I, uh, yeah, I like the this success. gesture. Success and I thought you were based right. on the heaviness of the rope. Because I do say that because what he are you doing? does have an increased weight. See my shadowy guys, guys, okay. mage hand. we got too many conversations going on. But I don't think being large gives you advantage on pushing or pulling things. If you were an enlarged creature, it does. Oh, really? Yeah, that's like a magic spell kind of spiel. Yeah, no, it just depends. Um, Straight roll, he got a 15. 15? Yep. You got a 19? 19. So, um... I only got one arm, though. So I don't know if you want to do that with a disadvantage. (laughs) That's a valid point. (laughs) I'm such a team. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, uh, at a certain point... um, 
Lenore, right as you're about to like give up on trying to carry this thing, you do have some people come and help you, and you guys do get this massive rope up to the top. Nice. At a certain point, and you don't take you don't take a point of exhaustion. (laughs) What? Yes. (laughs) I would love a hand. It's my good one. (laughs) Right. I fly up. I like that your character's kind of getting, just going along with the jokes. I like it. How upset as the one making all the hand jokes and getting in trouble for it wouldn't be upset. (laughs) And you're, oh, it's okay now, huh? Only if I make the jokes. (laughs) So how long would you say it took me to fly up that high? Um, Your fly speed's probably 30. Uh, she would have dashed for as far as she could go. I'd um, say it probably took you guys like a good solid minute for all of you to get it. And then. Okay, then. She I'd say it took you a minute to get up to the point that you were at before they started helping you. And then it took like another minute or two for them to help you get it the rest of the way up. Okay, probably, so she's just up there now. Yeah, you guys are up there. But it probably would only take you, like, (laughs) 20 uh, seconds or so to fly regularly up and down. I got you. Killing that as well. Mm. Since I have no idea, and you're just kind of, like, feebly stretching. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) He tries to touch his toes. (laughs) Gets down to his knees. Okay, so now there is a massive rope going all the way up. Looking yep. around, what do we have to tie it to? I'm at the bottom. I can't see you. Oh, oh. the giant spider can um, help you up. Oh, yeah, sure. That's great. There <laughs> are a few... Um, about every, like, ten or so feet through the mine, there are these um, uh, big pillars of, of wood along the side that are, like, that kind of stabilize the whole mine. But also, just above where the the platform was hanging from... As you look up, there's all of these, um, like, gears and, pulley, and like, pulley systems that are up there that you could tell this rope was originally connected to all of that in order to be part of the um, counterbalance system. And so when that creature, like, cut this rope, it just fell off of all that. But there's still that whole, like, system up there that's all mounted into the, the stone up there. Right now, you guys are just holding this this rope. Yeah. Well, we can use the the web ability to stick it to the ground. Stick it to the ground. Yeah, stick it to the ground. Stick and it. then we can tie off a piece of it on the, the contraption up there, and without having to worry about carrying it. Well, someone stuck. could help me with that. <laughs> you hold it. <laughs> Put your finger here. It's the best thing I could do. Holding onto a spider for dear life, crawling up this. And then anyone who has climbing problems, I'll have the giant spider go pick them up. Challenged among us. You just have to sit in its mouth and we'll carry all of it. <laughs> Spiders have mouths. Would a rope Actually, climb be a strictly athletics or could you use acrobatics? Chalicera. I'd say it's strictly ath- um, Damn. athletics. Okay, well, I'm not getting the fucking mouth yet. <laughs> Fine, I can stick you on its butt. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. on the mouth of that thing, are you? Oh, no. we should probably make climbing checks, yeah? Uh, so who? it's only the three of you that have to climb still, oh, right? God. I happily it. hop into the spider's mouth without even stopping. Half of them. Okay. The spider eventually gets you up there. 
Ink. Uh, and I'd say, yeah, you you guys like just web down the rope. Let's uh, anchor it. Yeah. Is that an, that's an acrobatics, right? Athletics. I just said the same thing. I would have swept so. I'm the last one on the Do any of you guys have like climbing gear? I have pitons. I I also have pitons. Pitons are the things you nail in. I don't know, know well, how don't that works. You use them as well, you stepping see, pieces. The, the way the way it makes it in D and those are crampons, but in the thing in D and D. Uh, it says that you can just make perch points. <laughs> Essentially, you click it in the wall to make a hand point, or make a hand hold, or make a foothold, is what the description says. Oh, really? But <laughs> if I can't climb a rope, there's no way in hell I'm going to climb a rope and then take hands off the rope. Yeah. Get out a hammer and a piton. But I mean, like, climbing something with just a rope to hold on to is still actually pretty fucking hard. Remember, uh, remember and you guys don't have any, like, climbing gear to actually, like, stop you from going down and, like, provide tension so you aren't falling you can, like, rest for a well, second or anything? Or... you know, keep in mind, there are ways to tie I'm a rope around you, so it's, like, what? I'm a rogue. Yeah, okay. fixes and? everything. I'm a rogue. <laughs> God. And I rolled a 17 on my athletic 17? Yeah. Okay. To be fair, we can also do three trips with the spider, because he's going to be around for a whole ass hour. And then you don't have to worry about falling. That spider can just fireman slide its way <laughs> down. Just think like the sounds, claw. Sounds hot. <laughs> well, uh, the spider does because you wanted to use the spider. Oh, yeah. So the spider does take you up there relatively easily. Sick. That was nice and easy. Um, and you start climbing with a 17. Uh, you're doing pretty well. You get about 100 feet up is, before you start to feel a little bit tired. Is the spider impressed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll a perception check. Did you just say depressed? Actually, roll an insight check. Yeah. With, disadvantage. With disadvantage. Disadvantage, you son of a bitch. God fucking damn it. What the fuck? That's not nice. Oh! That's a four. Four? Spider seems aloof to your presence. God damn But it. still stares at you with eight eyes. Yeah. Oh my Just empty, God. unblinking. As it, as it like walks, <laughs> crawls past you, like you can see like three eyes, like as it's like looking up, three eyes like look over and lock, lock onto you, like into your eyes. And it just slowly looks at you as it crawls past you. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> I, just, I whisper to myself. Just rubbernecks you with always, its eyes. Always got to depend on Barkle to get these weird-ass fucking creatures. How are, uh, how are you trying to get up there, Alessandro? I'm waiting to see how this goes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Before I make my decisions. Yeah. Um, fun of someone. <laughs> Leon, I need you to make another climbing check. You You're son only of a... halfway up. I swear to God. You got this. Does Squeak Squeak, can Squeak Squeak talk to Barkle? Oh, he kind of just pops and crunches. Oh, like I can't communicate. <laughs> <laughs> That's not great. Oh, yeah, within 100 feet, yeah. So, so once you're within 100 feet... I rolled a six. A six. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> well, Spidey's gonna come just keep picking people up. As you guys up. are trying to make your way up, you're watching <laughs> as uh, um, no. Leon makes his way up probably about 100 <laughs> feet, and then he puts his foot on a loose rock, <sighs> and the rock slips, and Barkle slips. Um, 
I want you to roll a dexterity saving throw for me. That's crazy like that sometimes. You mean Leon slips? Leon, sorry, who did I say? Barkle. Oh, sorry, Leon. I'm like, my name's in this spider. Okay, dex save? Dex save. All right, well, here we fucking go. What the fuck? What the fuck? That was the dumbest roll. Okay, you know, before I say one, and I just spun around in a circle on one for like three seconds. Net one. Oh, uh, my God. Nat one? It's the OGL, dude. They hate us. <laughs> ever, <laughs> since, ever since they announced sorry, the OGL, man. the roles have been shit. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. Um, I far just, away is he hey. from the top? <laughs> he was Another he you know, at about... Like, uh, he's 150 feet. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's about 100. Actually, so he got 100 feet, and then I made him roll again. Yeah, so he was at 100, 100 feet. This is the first time my characters from died from 200 the feet away from the top. 15d6 of damage. Did roll, this. hold on a second. Roll a, roll a percentile. Well, actually, hold on. Another one Let me figure out. Dies average. I will kill something. For falling? Like, yes. Yeah. Ain't no Goonval general hounds. Right I mean, this would be embarrassing at this point. You're kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jesus Christ! That's, that's, that's my the, damage. No, that's, we can't do it for you. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? You, you can't, can't do, do it. Anyone? Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? What is going on? What do you guys? We're pretending to roll damage. He's pretending to roll oh. damage. Out. Okay, <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, so the spider is actually closer towards the top. Okay. So how I kind of did it was. Like the bottom is zero percent, the top is a hundred percent, and it was like wherever the whatever you rolled is where the percentage spider up. percentage up. So if you're at a hundred, the spider's eighty-one percent up. That comes out to about one hundred sixty. So you're at a hundred. So he's like he's like fifty feet away. This sucks. Well, I, I figured. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no, he's less than halfway up, and you're Salute. almost. You're, <laughs> <laughs> Almost all the way to the top. So I thought that we just narrated that Leon literally just passed by the spider. But we were narrating. Well, the but the spider was going up or down? And then passed him. It, he specifically said the spider went past him. How yeah, but was he going up or down? At a certain point. But, I mean, that's kind of why I just had him roll the percentile death well, okay. chance what? to see <laughs> where on. the spider just was. <laughs> no! So, no! And I also... I also feel bad because Chris's characters fall to their death a lot. <laughs> okay, like, can I tell that quick story? <laughs> no, not right now. Not right now. Uh, Chris, okay. or sorry, Leon, you step on a loose rock, and this loose rock, um, this loose rock kind of makes you lose your footing, and you slip off of the rope. Uh, Alessandro, you see this as you're watching. And you start to fall. Got anything? What do you do? I take my daggers and, you know, I just try to, like, you know. Into what? Slow fall style? You know, into the. Into the rock? The rocks. Okay. Or the rope. No, the rope. Don't. Well, well okay, wait, wait. 
What is this rope? Steel? Is it like hemp? The rope is steel. Is that what you said? <laughs> That's not <laughs> He's, He's going to my death yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? I mean, the rope is like hemp rope. It's just it's okay. rope. I I am gonna just like bear hug the rope for dear life. Bear hug the rope with my daggers. With your You're daggers. Okay, like, I want you to make a strength check with. Uh, <laughs> not a bad idea. With a advantage. Yeah, a it's with advantage. Strength check with advantage. Okay. Okay. Well, we're down. Here down. we fucking go. Brand love. What the fuck is that? That's, That's cocked. better. That's still surviving. I mean, okay. It's cocked, but it's still. That's better than that. Okay. That's a 14. 14? Okay. I love narrating these dice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's too good being on this side of the table. I think you should consider going back to real dice. I'm still holding on to the conspiracy theory that the OGL screwed the dice rolls. I, I... <laughs> killed character, the OGL. The friggin' OGL! <clears throat> uh, so you start to fall, and you pretty quickly pull out your daggers and just stab them into the this, like, thick rope and, like, bear hug this rope with your legs and everything. And um, you start to slow down. You take seven fault. points of, cool. of burning range. damage <laughs> as you start to get rope burns from yeah. this. It's not really fire damage. It is fire damage. <laughs> you light on fire. <laughs> and you're... You, um, you're down to 50 feet from the bottom. Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna climb down and just wait for the damn spider. <laughs> okay. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Cat, yeah. At a certain point, the spider come, crawls back down, and uh, you're probably next on the. I just, I reluctantly, but I, I climb back down. I like, you know. Scuff my boots. I just like try to shine my boots. You know, like. Alexander, you watched or you watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So you get down and, and basically I'm I'm like just looking at you, kind of leaning on the wall. Just that could have gone better. I felt my life flash before my eyes for a second there. Close call. I also have a thing for arachnids now, and I'm going to wait for the spider. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you, you first. You first. You look like shit. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You piece of work. You piece of work. You. You yeah. friend. Uh, it's it's not more than like a minute or so before the spider finally comes back down. And uh, you're going next. Yeah. The spider kind of like takes you and wraps you up like in with its like uh, what are they called? Pedipalps, I think. Pedipalps and like wraps you up underneath and like it kind of just like so you're like sideways <laughs> with like pedipalps around you and you can see these two big fangs that are just like kind of resting dripping over you. Venom. I'm I'm just like and at any doing point like in time this the whole time just like <laughs> <laughs> Just cocoon me up. Unhappy spider. <laughs> a spider hisses every once in a while. Yeah. Um, at a certain point, it's crawling up, and there's a little, like, you can see, like, one foot goes up and actually hits a rock, and the rock, like, like falls. But the the rock just falls and just lifts its leg up and just puts it on the ball and keeps climbing. Uh-huh. For the record, I'm still not. 
Okay. Yeah. Every like once in, in a while, cave. every once in a while, there's a like a small rock that hits the ground or something. I look up. Can we uh, web blast Alessandro and just carry him up at the same time? <laughs> yes. Frodo style. You could. <laughs> All right. Let's do I it. Like Frodo style. Is that something you're willing to do with your character? Is there a save? Is he paralyzed with Yeah, there is a save. What's the save? Let's find out, shall we? Because, <laughs> listen, listen, getting, getting carried by the spider, that's one thing I can deal with that. Getting Start wrapped. fucking with my clothes. What's your AC? 16. Okay, odds are in my favor. <laughs> this turn took a turn. I'll have you all know that Alessandro is not taking a scratch of damage, and I'm role-playing the fact that his he's been able to keep his clothes very clean for quite some time now. My that sure Ooh. is cute. Yeah, it's gonna be a miss. It's a nine. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it gets, like, kind of as sick. it's As it's climbing oh. up with Leo, it tries to shoot you with its... Leo. With its uh, Leo. <laughs> Leon, sorry, God. Alternate universe. It tr- it tries to shoot you with its web and it misses and it just keeps going instead. Um, eventually, Leon, you get to the top. Alessandro, there's um, probably two or three minutes or so that you're sitting down in this this dark cave light. by yourself. You have you have some light, yeah. What goes through your mind while you're sitting down there? <laughs> I really don't like spiders. I really don't like demons. <laughs> Leon's kind of a bitch. <laughs> Great catch. <coughs> and Euros scares the absolute shit out of me. I have many questions for Euros. Mm. What's your name again? Acris. <laughs> Can't believe Acris just fucking left. He's the only one who pulled a barkle. And at least Leonor, Lenore, she says. <laughs> oh my god. She's Leonore, such a better name. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> At least she was trying to help, and I'm not gonna climb that rope. I hate spiders. <laughs> Eventually, you hear the <laughs> <I'm finished. laughs> of the of the spider coming back down. The spider's just and waiting. you understand. You're just like oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes up and kind of just. It doesn't, it's not really that gentle about it. It comes up and just, like, just grabs you with its pedipalps and, like, <laughs> just turns around and starts crawling back up the wall. Uh, happy thoughts, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Just clutching the rapier. Happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Clarice is going to start purring. Oh, boy. Is that, what's the spider's name? Clarice. 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 You kind of hear this, like, this purring sound from the spider. It's gonna eat me. It's gonna eat me. It's actually it's, it's uh, fangs it's just rubbing it's against each other. Sparkle screwing with you, man. It's sparkle screwing with you. And eventually you're set down onto the ground at the top. Oh, thank God, and I immediately get up and just waltz away can, from the edge. Just can I pat you on the back and just keep on going? I wanna be okay. there when he's like gets released. I'm like, time to go. <laughs> Flips to a new page. Do we need to get moving? You hear a, you f- feel a familiar smack across the face as my mage hand smacks you <laughs> as I'm walking away. Put a little ink on my hand. <laughs> so, are there still weird noises uh, going on? 
weird noises. Weren't there weird noises up here? Weird noises. I don't think you guys were hearing any weird noises. Yeros is probably muttering to himself, but no. Yeah, other than that. that used to be weird. <laughs> other than Yeros, <laughs> other than Yeros muttering and him scribbling down, and you kind of hear the purring of a spider as it's like kind of doing a little happy dance as uh, as it um, after it's finished with its task. And I love it. <clears throat> Uh, you don't really hear... Oh, you roll a perception check if you're trying to listen for something specific or... Or find any sort of clues about where this weirdo went. Um, He's still east. I'll let you roll... As you're, I'd say as you're looking around, your teammates probably clue you into the fact that there are footprints in the ground leading off into the mine shaft towards the exit. Let's go. Yeah. Alessandro's already. I'm already like 20 feet ahead of you. I didn't even wait. Dancing lights are coming with me. Follow. Uh, I yeah, I assumed he had a plan, so I just followed him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> By the way, my dancing lights are now with us, but they're in their like weird humanoid form, just like walking in front of us. Uh, so you guys make your way through this mine shaft, and uh, this is the portion of the mine shaft that's like very well cut out. The structures are very well made and very well placed. Right. It's very secure, and then eventually you get to a point where you start seeing like all of the little tiny mine shafts that kind of like spider out in different directions and such. Um, and at a certain point, you actually see a light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you didn't make that fall after all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you didn't save. This is Sorry. journey into the afterlife. <laughs> well, should you actually fail? <laughs> Fuck. That's my last words. Fuck. <laughs> uh, and as you guys approach the light, you notice that the door that you guys had closed and locked from the inside uh, is just completely shattered. Um, what are you guys doing? I think we should approach a little bit cautiously as there was beasts out there before. The dancing lights just poof, gone. Did we okay. see or hear anything? Roll a perception check. Should we all do that? And I rolled a 17 to hide. Stealth. Okay. You're kind of being stealthy. Sweet. Spider will join you. Did you roll a 17 to hide or to stealth? Stealth. stealth okay. I'm not doing it. I just stay behind all of the front doors. 12. 12? What just resets? Um, you guys don't hear anything outside necessarily. <laughs> you kind of hear this howling. Uh, this howling wind, and as you kind of approach a little bit closer, you can see that the outside is still relatively dark with, like, overcast or something like that. Um, and you kind of hear this this low howl of air um, entering into the mine, but you don't hear, like, any noises outside of that. Uh, Barkle's gonna speak up. Are we worried about Yes. Killing everyone in the town. Yes. Yep. Is he still yeah. east from the mine shaft? Before I throw a fit, what language are you? I have a feeling he is heading towards the. Broken village. common. 
<laughs> what did you say? I have a feeling he is heading towards the village. I can sense him this way, as I point towards east. I think we got a book of guys. Uh, what if we brought them here? I'm already so tired. How? How? Mm-hmm. I don't think I could fight him right now. I mean, are you serious? I... Well, he's just as hurt as we are. Uh, I, I think, think so. He did seem like he was in a pretty rough shape when he finally no, just you're right. Times of the teleported essence. out of there. We gotta, we gotta make it. Uh, we gotta make our it. best shot. We gotta save those people. Uh, I, I suppose. <clears throat> Can anybody else fly? Doesn't look at you just like. But is yours temporary, or can you fly for? I can only fly for so long each day. I'm just wondering. Is really quick. Is that ability? It's active for a certain amount of time, and it's like once a day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've used it, and that's the end. That's it for the day. You can't just like tell it to go away and come back. Correct. Yeah. Honestly, I can only fly thirty as fast as I can run, so it doesn't matter if I fly or not. Right, I mean, well, you could still go in a straight line, whereas we might have to meander, and you could go forward and warn the homestead, people of homestead. We could try, if you guys think it's a good idea. Is it flying to? I can't. As wings. I, I don't know what... It's probably gonna get I look on the ground, is there any tracks? <laughs> BB2. <clears throat> you guys haven't come out of the mine yet. Oh, okay. Alessandro exits the mine. Yeah. So as you guys walk towards the door, you do see this, this door is just in shambles and blown outward uh, from from the entrance. And as you walk out, the sh- there was this, um, as you guys came into the mine, there was this like shack that kind of covers the mine and had a bunch of uh, barrels and crates in it and stuff. That is completely destroyed and just exploded out all over the place. Um, like magic? Through physical strength. <laughs> say, maybe he seems a little angry. A little uh, roll a... Little ragey, bro. Roll a investigation check. I think demonic possession is kind of like steroids. Can I help with that? Nine. Nine? Uh, yeah, I'll say you can help with that. Nine. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> um, you're unsure how this shack was necessarily, like, just destroyed, but it doesn't seem like it was, like, obliterated and blown, like, hundreds of feet away, but it is. it does look kind of like it was just like, ripped apart and pushed outwards. Seems like the beast had plowed through the door, getting away. Yeah. And then as you guys kind of make your way out towards, you can still see these clawed, uh, like, three-toed footprints. And then um, with your passive perceptions, those of you who have really high passive perceptions, you see this, um, this pattern of dirt and grass blown in, like, all directions, and then the footprints end. This is where he flew. Good, yes, very good. Still going east? As far as I can tell. He's marked. Are you checking again? Sure. He's kind of uh, veered into a slight northern direction. 
east north? No, he's going right. Uh, like a northeast. Oh, no, he's going left. Relative to us. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Not you guys came <laughs> in a southeastern, a southwestern direction to get to going from Homestead to uh, TerraCorp. So he seems to be going the opposite. So he's going direction. in a completely. We've never been explored that area. At all. No, he's going in a. He's basically going in the direction of Homestead. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's like how I took it. Yeah. He is heading towards Homestead. He's going in that direction. Any way to get a message out? We have any kind of magical How means. long would it take to fly there at a speed of 30? At a speed like of 30? Dashing, I guess. I guess As the crow flies, so to speak, is so walking, it is a day and a half travel. I'd say as the crow flies, you're looking at a day's <laughs> travel still. Journey. It's still it's still a long way, and you're not you're not cutting out too much distance by going in a straight line. Is, is there any sort of mode of transportation in this little mining village? I know all the horses are slaughtered. Snacks. I could show them to you what again a, if you want. <laughs> no. Um, what about like vehicles? Is there? Carriages, I, you know, what what does Leon know? Like, if you want to look around, you can probably try and find something. I think I will. Okay, roll an investigation check. Any, uh, carriage. More... carriage or some sort of motorized vehicle of some sort, like a motor a Porsche. Um, <clears throat> you? Uh, I rolled a twelve. A twelve to try and find a carriage. Yeah. Or something. Um, the longer we take to think, the longer, the farther we need to I'd move. say without trying to like systematically go through the town and find a carriage, just kind of running a little bit of distance and trying to find the distance you could travel in one round or so, you don't see a carriage off the, like just right nearby. Okay. Well, if it's a day and a half for us, we can assume it's a day for him. My assumption is he's not going to go, if he's going there at all, directly there, because he's hurt. He's going to do exactly what we're going to do, go someplace, regather, gather strength, rest, and then move on. I don't know, unless he's controlling the minions out here. Either way, we don't want to stay here, do we? No. No, we need to get moving. Please, no. Let's move. Damn. Did you guys start walking then? All right. Running. Riding the spider until he goes away. You're riding the spider until it, how long is that? As fast as it comes. You only got like 40 minutes left. 40 minutes. So you're riding the spider. You guys are running. We have horses, don't we? Yeah. Did we have like little steps? I don't think you guys ever got horses. No, really we had pack mules. Oh, actually, no, you did have pack mules. Didn't back to town. town. We did. But they left them at town. Pack mules. They can't. They're, they're not riding them. Take them with us. <sighs> We left. No, we released them at some certain point. Didn't we? Yeah, I thought we did. I think we released them. I honestly can't remember what you guys did with yeah. those horses. Oh man, we suck. Let me look sure around from the town. We literally got to town and we stopped talking about them. I think we got them huh. from the orcs well. and then got to town and then left them there. AKA, dude, God, I traded a dinosaur horn for those pack mules. Well, if they're still alive. Back. And to be fair, I don't <laughs> even think it was, they were pack mules. I think one was a full-on horse, and the other one was a pack mule. Yeah. Son of one a... One was a full horse. 
Hey, you know what? Yeah, uh, whatever, whatever, anyway. wherever they are, you don't have them right now. You stay up all night telling war stories, trying to get some Snooky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. Not that's not. I'm gonna exactly. say you guys are walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's not exactly what happened. Force march. You notice Rios is yeah. not writing this. Keep an down eye out for this Yahoo. Maybe some little trickles of blood that have yeah. fallen down from. Okay. Roll a perception check. Thirty. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Um. You see little um, soots of ash um, as at least coming through the like the the uh, coming out of the the mine and into the sunlight. You do see like little soots of ash kind of all over the place. Um, but then once you get to the point where the footprints disappear, uh, you don't see anything anymore, and there's no sign of anything like that at that point. Heroes, how are you feeling? Tired. in reference to the searing curse flesh thing that you had going on with the um, well, ash? Isn't any, that still around? I haven't gotten any worse. It hasn't gotten any worse. It seems like that has stopped. And but it's not gone. I was, I was treated, so I think it's okay. We did. We did. But take I mean, that. if it had been not treated, perhaps with magic, I might not be okay. I'm not, I don't really know. It's still, it's still a relatively fresh wound, although it's closed, mm. and the um, ne- uh, necrotic nature of that wound has ceased. Okay. So, if you remember, it was kind of like. Uh, rotting his flesh into ash mm. and continuing to like eat away into his body, but yeah. that has stopped. Now. You look a little worse for wear, though. This one stopped that. You stopped that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wish we could take a break, but that's okay. You guys uh, pretty much keep force walk, force marching, I guess, so to speak. Good berry. Good berry. Good berry. <laughs> What does a good berry do? Ten white and sustains you for the day. Okay, yeah. So you guys at least have a full belly, and everyone heals one hit point. Yay! Um, is bread. And look, more life is bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most normal food he's ever procured. <laughs> you guys keep walking until the sun starts to set, um, and probably about seven or eight hours into your walk, uh, it starts to get really dark and you guys start to get really tired. At this point in time, uh, you guys either need to take a long rest or start taking a point of exhaustion. No, I'm all about resting. Barkle is going to say, we want to save lives, we have to keep going. I agree. We're not going to be able to save lives if we're incapable of fighting once we get there. I say we take a short rest awesome. and we'll keep moving. And one of our, might I say, powerful companions here in this fight is exhausted. No offense. He's panting. <laughs> and, uh, and for reference, I love the fact that I have to preface this. Alessandro's not being a sarcastic asshole right now when <laughs> referencing him being I could, exhausted. Uh, I could go after a short one. I can keep going after that. But are we going to be able to make it through the night? We're going to be moving slower. I don't know, man, but... Regardless, this thing's getting to the town before us. At least one or two of those people in that town seemed worth 
fighting for. I completely agree. I'm just, I'm just saying. There's I no mean, point in getting there. Close my eyes. There's always another town, though. If we lose this one, there's another. It's not. Uh, yeah, it's still in like, the same direction says as the town. Coldly, like strictly speaking, it's not in our contract. But I will go to see what we can do. But not until I can rest my fucking feet for a second. That's what I'm saying. I also am. Should we take it to a vote? You know, it just collapses on the <clears throat> This is a way to describe So, So Alessandro looks like pristine and, you know, all done up and whatnot, but his his face is just sunk, and he's, like, he's pale already, but he's, like, like yellowy pale. Like, you can definitely tell he's drained of, like, essentially his magical energy. Like, he's he's exhausted as well. Just, um, just give me, like, 50 minutes. I'll be good to go. Just, just give me an hour. So you guys want to take a short rest then? Yeah, take a short rest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys take a short rest. It's up to you guys if you want to take yeah. a short yeah. rest or Well, if it's long up to the rest, wo- warlock, going. yes, we're taking a short rest. Uh, you guys take a short rest. You get anything back that you get from a short rest. Yeah. And you can roll any hit die if you have any. Oh, yes. Indeed. I got nothing back. I got Lex back. I too got pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. <clears throat> I got Lex back. Uh, meta question while we're doing this. So you know how you can cast levels at first level, second level, third level? <laughs> so say, for example, uh, Grease here is a first level spell. But it's not... And say I run out of first level spell slots and I wanted to, whatever reason... Use grease. Could I expend a second level spell slot for that, or does that only work with like the damage based spells? Um, honestly, I I would allow it because you're still expending. A you're spell still expending slot. a spell slot, and you're actually giving yourself a little bit of a disadvantage by doing it. So yeah. I'm gonna allow it okay. anyways. Unless so it's, you were like a wizard, because <clears throat> it's a set list of memorized spells. Or but if you have as it prepared for this, no, I'd still say if you're willing to expend a higher, higher amount of, um, like spell usage in order to cast a smaller spell, I'd still allow it. Yeah. Personally, good to know. Thank you. It doesn't necessarily do anything if right, it, doesn't, it, doesn't it doesn't say you yeah. at higher levels. Yada yada. It just but, allows you to. Yeah, so. I'd still allow you to do that. Wait. <laughs> Okay, you guys take a uh, short rest, and you've kind of, you started to notice that at this point, the fog that has like slowly drifted down in an eastern direction from the mine has started to dissipate. It's still very overcast, and now it is actually still very, it's very late. Um, And it is, still pretty creepy and pretty eerie in this forest. Uh, The trees in the area still seem like this kind of wilted and almost deadish looking. Um, And you still don't really hear like any creatures, any birds or sounds of any other small rodents or anything like that. It's still resting all you can hear is the panting of your companions and the sound of blood being pumped through your body. 
Uh, <laughs> I got real, real quick. <laughs> and uh, you guys sit there in that sound for a while until finally uh, you feel well rested and you have about an hour's worth of rest. Some of you probably close your eyes for an hour or so. Some of you are doing stretches or whatever you you feel like you need to do, but eventually that ends and uh, now would be the time to continue going. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm feeling much better. Thank you. So it's like, it's dark out now? It is, it's probably around, it was probably around 11 o'clock at night when you guys stopped to, to take your short rest. I'm gonna quickly fly up 60 or so feet. Uh, can I see the lights of all the torches from the village from this distance? Even if it's in a far distance? Um, so you stand up af- after the short rest. Mm-hmm. You stand up after the short rest and unfurl your wings, and as you start to fly up, you quickly realize that a short rest is, is not a whole lot to recover your strength, and you can still feel like your heart pounding and uh, the like, um, you still have to make. You could, you still feel very fatigued as you fly up. Um, not nearly as bad as you were, but as you fly up, you're still pretty deep into the um, into the canyon that TerraCorp is in. Um, you're getting closer to the end of it, but from this point, you can't really see the torches of the of the town unless. Yeah, I'd say from here you can't you can't really see it. Okay. Pull back down. Uh, okay, so you guys continue walking. Mm. Um, what pace are you guys trying to keep? Like sprinting pace, or are you going like thirty feet around? Standard or? pace. Probably standard. Otherwise, we'll just die. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys continue on into the night. Um, a few more, uh, probably four or so more hours pass before you make it to the scene where the uh, uh, cart had been destroyed and you guys got crab guy man. Uh, no, past pale that. Creatures. The where you got to the um, like pale, people, like the cart monster things. Remember that? Yeah. The and crossroads, the I should say. Were around and screwed around. <clears throat> So you guys finally make it to that scene, and not really anything has changed about that since you have been there. There's still uh, the destroyed bodies of these creatures, uh, and they've actually all kind of rotted away into these weird, decrepit-looking skeletons, much like the, the skeleton, although a different form of creature, but kind of really similar to the skeleton you guys saw outside of Homestead. Is the the nasty, I don't want to call it gunk, but like, you know how they were decomposing, like the purple nasty fluid type stuff? Is that all still present? Yeah, that's all still present. Still present? It very much resembles the scene outside of Homestead from the creature that they managed to kill. And unless anyone needs to stop for any specific reason or wants to look at something, you guys march right past that? Yeah. Um, it's a (laughs) 
It's another few hours before you start to see a little bit of brightness coming back into the sky from every uh, every once in a while. There's a, a little break in the canopy and you can see up into the sky. It's still very overcast. Uh, but you're starting to see that the the light is coming back. And a certain at a certain point, you get to where the city is kind of just around the bend and uh, just through the tree line. And as you as you make your way through that threshold, uh, the it has gotten a little bit more brighter outside. Uh, it's a little bit windy outside on this on this day, and as you make your way through that threshold and walk into the clearing where Homestead is, you see... You basically see a town in ruins. Uh, there is smoke billowing from the remains of burnt buildings, and you can see... Um, from where you guys are standing right now, just coming out of this threshold, you can see the remains of bodies strewn about, and you can actually see the barricade that they had made destroyed and uh, broken down. They had no chance. Uh, roll a perception check for me. What did you say? Should have taken that long rest. High five for the heartless one. <laughs> Roll a perception check for me. Euros is looking at you guys like. Fifteen. Fifteen. Anyone else want to roll a perception check? Yeah, I got an eighteen. 17. I'll do it. 18, or... I got a nine. Nine? I guess. I'll nine. Those of you who got above uh, <laughs> a thirteen. What if uh, we got thirteen? What? What if we got thirteen? You notice. Um, <laughs> You can see in the ground, you haven't really moved from this point, but you can see in the ground just a, this huge swath of tracks of, um, like, clawed footprints in the ground. Just this big swath leading right up to the, right up to the town. And those of you who may have some experience in, like, war and seeing war zones, this just looks like a huge stampede of creatures almost that assaulted onto this city or onto this town. This is different. Before they were trying to capture the people, this is just a slaughter. What's changed? Uh, is there a body nearby? They no longer have their creepy um, hand to transform. As far as I'm aware, you guys have not or as I'm concerned, you guys have not approached the city yet. There are no bodies nearby where you're at. Barkle will step forward and just be like, well, we should go look. I'm pretty sure God said that there was bodies laying all over the place. Let's just go. In the place, but we're still... You can see from where you're at, there are bodies strewn about in the town, but not near you. Oh, okay. At least not bloated yet and exploding. Stop it, realist. <laughs> All right, we gotta we, we gotta check. Well, yeah, let's go. 
I'm gonna fly. Uh, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna try to see. Go to the place where that uh, the the boy and the mom were. So you guys are first of all gonna make your way into the town. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you guys are make your way northward into the south end of the town. <laughs> and as you come into the town, you start to see just the town folk laid about all over the place. Um, it seems just like pure chaos. Uh, people are dead. You, they have. Some of them are torn to bits. They have claws and claw marks and gnashing marks all over them. Um, and it's just an absolute wreck. Uh, men and women alike, all over the place. Um, Gigi. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what would you guys like to do as you enter the town? I got Yvonne, no, I have to check. Um, Barkle's gonna go over to a near, like, a, one of the bodies. Is he gonna go okay. the girl? Just kind of, like, looking at it. Um, if anyone's probably looking at Barkle, he, he got, probably goes down there really close and just kind of looks at the wounds, making sure they're dead. Okay. Not actually, not necessarily, he's just trying to see if they're dead. But then he's gonna, at least with one of them, um, try and close their eyes and then say something along the lines in Undercommon, like, um, at least you lived. Uh, roll a medicine check for me. Gaslighting a dead person right now? Oh my Barclay's god! Having, you know, the life thing and now doing the dead thing. It's, it's kind of it's, it's pretty. Ah, Come on, man. Cool dice for me. Oh. You need to plug into a... Um. Yeah, type C. Ha, you iPhone users have to use a Type-C soon. Oh my god. Really? Christ, Christ um, almighty. My mandated by the government. Uh, medicine? Medicine check. Yeah, roll a d20. Oh, it's so wasteful. Oh. Finally, the government does something. Oh, 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 uh, their body, and as you, I mean, there's no doubt in your mind that that is even that nothing could live through, necessarily. Um, it almost looks like it, at a certain point, it almost cut clean through, but it is not like a sword or weapon or anything like that. It is like straight up like a claw mark that was dragged through the body, and as you kind of look around, you start to notice that a lot of these are some type of damage from something a monstrous creature would have. Right. There's no, like, weaponry wounds Right. Are there any... Around. Like, for want of a better term, enemy combatants down? Um... Or did they just pose as an absolute slaughter? Roll a, um, perception check. Yes. Give me one second on, on the answer to that. As you go over to one of the bodies and you, a lot of them are already laying with like their eyes closed, but there are a few around with their eyes open and you can't actually really close people's eyes after they die. Mm. And so you try, but it doesn't really work. And- Put little ping pong balls and like, with little hooks on them. Yeah, 
So, um, is what? Sorry, just one last thing. Is any the body I'm looking at right now? Is it one that we interacted with by chance, or is it just kind of one of the? Not necessarily this one. It may have been a person that you saw physically in the town at one point. Um, You are not like um, this person you're looking at right now is not anyone specifically that you interacted with. Perfect. At the moment. Raised dead. Raised dead. Okay. Just have them start carrying stuff for me. Oh, okay, you have one of these uh, as you go. What does it look like when you cast that spell? A bunch of fungus kind of just grows rapidly out of the ground, goes into all the wounds, and then just brings them back. So yeah, you all you guys kind of see this dead body like. There's another time. And then I'm gonna go do it to another one. How many do you do it to? So you have uh, two undead companions following you around. I'm gonna be like uh, uh, really quick, um, uh, Alessandro. Seventeen perception. And you were looking for any other creatures? Like dead, or or I mean, if they're alive, but. Uh, Looking around, you don't see bodies of any other. uh, Honestly, like monstrous creatures that don't seem like they would belong here in the first place. You do, however, looking around, see some of the people's weapons have uh, streaks of, like, uh, like purplish blood on them or blackish blood. So it looks like they managed to... It looks like... Um, they did fight. They tried to fight back. And a lot of these people you see, like I said, men and women around, some of them look like they were in, like garb, um, like sets of light armor, Probably and some of them just look like watch. they were just in their daily clothes, um, but you see a lot of them do have like some kind of um, blood left over from attacking some kind of creature. So, on that note, and I think this is where you're going as well, um, I, you're going to go someplace else, but I want to go if it's cool with everyone, I'll split off if I want, or if we can. Go find the, oh my gosh, the guy that's in charge of the Night Watch, the, the Dragonborn. Okay. I'm going to go and seek we'll out his location. And then... As your roll of perception check really quick. Six. A six. Um, you make your way, roll. you make your way up to... Do you tell anyone that you're looking for this person? Yeah, yeah, I would express that to the group. Okay. Um, if anyone wants to help him, I'll allow that. Sure, I'll help. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you roll for it. But you make your way up to his house where he was. Jesus. And it's not actually like, it has some damage to it, but he's not in there. Um, and there's there's no one really in there right now, and he's not near that area. What did you get? Nat 20 for a 28. Uh, you actually find him amongst <laughs> the... You find him very much dead. Um, oh, no, there he is. <laughs> and he's actually more up towards the front where it seems like most of the chaos happened. And he has multiple wounds. Um, 
and pieces of like metal armor that are like torn off. And he just has this like really grave face and you can see he is, his sword is covered in black ichor and it's actually like covered up to his arm and he has it kind of like sprayed across his face. Um, but you do see he has these like holes punched into him and he has this like scratch, this gruesome uh, scratch like carved up his side and into his neck. Dave. I was going to stay there and examine, look around. <laughs> Excuse me. Bark and Bark will probably walks by the window and like looks in and then walks off. <laughs> I'm inside. No, that was out oh, near. That's out towards like all of the chaos, like oh. right at the front line, basically. You want me to bring that back? <laughs> Who else wants to? I've just been like standing around. <laughs> I haven't done anything yet. I'm just kind of like looking. <laughs> Are you? Is Euros scribbling anything into his notes? He's. Not at the moment. He's still kind of just like thinking, not scribbling for once. It's just kind of like okay, deep in thought. You don't really know what he's doing, but he's just kind of standing there, just deep in thought. <laughs> so, um, Leon, what are you doing right now? I gotta find. A, I gotta go to the house. Okay, you make your way and. Um, the amount of chaos is, um, it's like, it's really, there's a ton of it right at the front line. And the further you get back, the more you, the less you start to see people that look like they were ready to fight. And the more you start to see just random, like civilian bodies laying on the ground. Um, you get to, Actually, you know, her son's name was E for bringing up the map. Yep, I'm bringing up Homestead. Homestead oh, was or actually unconfirmed. Can we roll another nat twenty to tell me that it's dead, please? <laughs> Dash roll me another d twenty. Uh, nat twenty, please. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you start making your way up to. Um, the area where, um, dang, what was her name again? Kara. Uh, Kara and Ephraim yep. stayed at, which was a house, which was a house like right back here, if you're looking at the map. But you start to make your way up, and right here, which was um, Tasha's house, you actually see there is another small contingency of, um, like dead soldiers and just kind of built, like piled up right in front of uh, Tasha's door. And you see that is all broken into and kind of starting to be torn apart and stuff like that. But uh, if that's not where you're going, you don't necessarily enter into there. You go around to the other side and start heading back. And you see, and the entire way you're making, the entire time you're making your way there, there are just these tracks of clawed creature tracks all over the place, running in every direction. But they all seem to be headed in like that 
line, that line of direction northward almost. And you finally get to um, Kara's house and it is almost torn down to the ground. Shit. Uh, do I find him? Um, you go in? Yeah. You walk into basically the ruins of her house, and it is not very long before you find uh, the remains of Kara. And she is laying down on the ground. She has this really big bite mark across her chest. Um, relatively, relatively ungruesome. It is a large bite mark, but you can kind of tell that it, whatever it was, it bit down on her. It happened really quick, and it dropped her and left. Um, right now, you, like, immediately in the vicinity, you don't find Ephraim. Uh... And really quick, I want to switch over. Uh, Acuris, are you doing anything specific? What direction do I feel the creature at this moment? Uh, you feel the creature heading in a northern direction. Or just not not headed, but it is north of you. Towards the kingdom? If I remember right on the map? Towards... Because we traveled south from. to yeah. go to it's Myriad. back where we came from. Yeah. Or sorry, to go to Homestead from Myriad. We were traveling. No, we south. traveled west. No, you guys were traveling from Myriad to Homestead. It was west. Oh, okay. So now. It's and then you Myriad. kind of started to veer in a southwestern direction to get up to TerraCorp. And so, actually, let me just. So is it going to go check on Myriad? There you go. So you guys are in Homestead, and it feels like it's in. Uh, this early direction. Just in that direction in general. We have this map, right? Physically, as. Yeah, you guys physically have this map. Who has the map? The Euros, I believe, has that map. We'll go over to yours. I look at the map. Doesn't make sense. It's heading north, but nothing really is in the path of north unless it decides to veer either west or east. There's two villages that way. Or some type of keep. You're staring at the dirt while you're saying all of this. I don't know about you, but I think that our contract is... This has become more than just our contract. He kind of stamps out. It's like... uh, I just don't know. I just don't know. We hunt. It's what us blood hunters do. Might be what you blood hunters do. I don't know why I'm using two hands. (laughs) 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 Okay, all right, well, give me just a couple minutes. So he, like, reluctantly pulls the book down and just starts just, like, just, just writing. What kind of details are you writing in your book at this moment? I'll give you the map back. Um, I kind of... details? <clears throat> he's kind of like... He, he's just kind of got the affect of like a 
sad crime scene investigator who showed up to just an absolute catastrophe, really reluctantly writing down notes and like, this one died by this, five people here, this many buildings busted, this, 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 you know, just, it's really, there's no narrative or anything, he's just recording what's happened here. And he's just kind of like, he's really, you can tell this time he's not relishing it at all. It almost seems like he's doing it out of obligation. Um, are you over by Kara's house? Yeah. I think Barkle's gonna come check on you. Same. Uh, so yeah, you guys, uh, stumble onto, um, Leon. Yeah. Just probably several moments after he found the body of Kara. I guess you're gonna see me try to get some sort of blanket or something and just cover uh, Kara, the body, and sort of, you know, I just stand there for a moment, just staring. Um, Staying probably a little out of your way, but after a moment or two, Barkle will probably just kind of say, do you want to bury them? There's both of them. So so far you haven't found Ephraim yet. I I think I should I'll try to find Ephraim right now. Okay. Um, I will let you and anyone who'd like to help uh, roll um, either perception or investigation, whichever one. Do perception. I will be assisting. I'll have the uh, yes. boys dig out graves. Twenty-two. Okay. I think you guys. Where are they digging nice. graves? To? <laughs> I'm my conspiracy theory. There's that small so prevalent. <laughs> oh, Gio. The whole town is. Now. So, what'd you guys get on that? I rolled a 22 on my perception. 22? Eight investigation. Okay. Um, was anyone else helping or no? Not me. <laughs> oh, God. That's so as dark. the uh, as the zombie helpers go to uh, start to dig a grave, probably right, over in the um, in the graveyard, most likely, <clears throat> um, you guys start to look around for Ephraim, and at a certain point, <clears throat> you stumble into Ephraim Ephraim's uh, bedroom, and as you're trying to look through the rubble, you don't necessarily, you don't really find him anywhere under any of the rubble or anything like that. And uh, you notice that his bed is still kind of in the same place. And as you move away some of the rubble, uh, you look under the bed and you see a, uh, a body curled up in a fetal position, hiding at like the far end of the bed and what's left of that wall uh, along the bed, the side of the bed. It doesn't the body doesn't seem to be moving at the moment. Oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> I'm not in there. I'm at the I'm at the cemetery now. He just uh, said at the moment. So I'm yeah. gonna like sort of like <laughs> you know uh, remove uh, move the bed or like move throw it aside. As you do the uh, the body of Ephraim like um, shudders. And then you see Ephraim kind of turn around, and his body is just covered in dust, and his face is covered in dust and soot. 
and he slowly just like turns around and like rubs his eyes as he's looking at you. And um, he just kind of uh, looks up at you and with a really hoarse voice, he like, We gotta get you out of here. So come on, I'm gonna as, help him up. As you grab, as you grab him, you pick him up and kind of move him out of the the rubble area. Um, are you just like taking his hand and, and oh, dragging no, I'm, him? I'm gonna lift him, maybe clear cover his eyes or something. Like put a put a cloth over his eyes or something. You kind of put a cloth over him and pick him up. Right out of my brain. And you start to walk him out of the, of basically the rubble that is the house that he was growing up in. And um, as you walk, uh, as you start to walk past the, the cloth that you laid over Kara, he asks, where's mommy? I <laughs> moved the body already. Oh, you already moved the body? Okay. Well, then... At that, roughly around that point, is where he asks that. Uh, fuck. Uh, she is. Really quick, who else is standing next? Just Alessandro. So, Alessandro, you're there for this too. She is, uh, away. No, uh, let's just focus on getting you out of here. Okay. Let's, you must be hungry. And he, he kind of, so, so you kind of like wrapped something around his, his eyes or something like that, yeah. or trying to kind of blind him to it? Yeah. Bird box, dude. Um, <laughs> there we go. As you, as you say that, he kind of just like nods his head. Let's, yeah. Without really saying anything. Um, where are you taking him? So, Miros is outside at this point. Okay. He's been scribbling, walking, and he sees you come out. Yeah, you see, you see him, you see Leon walking out of the rubble with a small child with a little band around his face. And Miros, assuming things, just says out loud, and one survivor. (laughs) (laughs) One survivor closes the book, and then looks and realizes... What is too late? I'd say I'd say you probably weren't. <laughs> yeah, they are. Maybe not saying it out loud, but like whispering to you. Um, some of this I muttered it. Yeah. It's up to uh, Yeah, I'd say it's if um, if Leon hears it, he probably knows that it was way too quiet for Ephraim to hear. Yeah, no, fair enough. So. Yeah, I didn't yell it. But so you were you weren't necessarily like right next to them. Yeah, says I've, like that, he's but. like circled the town, written a bunch of shit. He's just like screw this book right now. This sucks. If I may, Euros, would you accompany Leon, make camp somewhere safe, close by, but safe and away from? Uh, yeah. 
I can help with that. And then I'm assuming I saw Tasha's house with that second regiment yeah, on my way. Yeah, you, you would have seen that. I want to gather anyone else who's not assisting with that and go check that out and look for additional survivors. Because I'm, I'm, my thought process is like last stand type location. As you guys walk up to Tasha's house, you do see that um, kind of contingency of actual... Uh, like uh, guardsmen and it does very much look like a last stand in front of Tasha's house and but you do see that they are all pretty much ripped to shreds a lot of them do have that blood ichor or that black like blackish purplish ichor like on their weapons and stuff and from what you can tell it does look like they put up a really good fight but from what you can see, like, in the ground, um, it looks like there were a huge amount of these creatures, uh, that just swarmed in. Um, roll a perception check for me. Uh, 16. 16. Right here, in front of her house, you see footprints that seem very familiar, and they are the footprints of that um, big demon boy. Terrence? Terrence? Vorthane. Vorthane. You see the footprints that you understand to be Vorthane's footprints. Why here? I say to no one? <laughs> I'm here. Um, Yay! <laughs> um, I'm more interested in the door. You said that it was splintered and broken, but not necessarily gone all the way. Uh, it is opened, and it looks like it was like splintered and broken open, but it's not like all the way gone. I'm gonna go inside. Okay. You. It's really hard to walk inside without physically walking on top of the bodies. Uh, so you have to like kind of scramble and crawl over the bodies of these people. And as you walk inside, there are, um, from what you can see off the top of your head, there's about six or so bodies of just civilian looking people, um, women who uh, were not able to fight and older older people who were unable to fight. And you do see Tasha in there as well. And um, She was the blacksmith, right? She was the blacksmith, and she was kind of the, the person that was running, like, the town, basically. And she has this um, large um, blacksmith's hammer in one hand and this large kind of serrated sword in the other hand, and she also just has, um, uh, she also just has this black ichor kind of all over her weapons and all over her hands, and you actually do see the body of, uh, of a creature in here that is kind of in the middle of the decaying process that is starting to, like, this, uh, miasma is just kind of slowly seeping off of it, and, um, she is no longer alive with a lot of uh, bite marks and gore 
uh, gory gashes out of her sides and out of her stomach, and she's laying in the laying on the ground just before uh, these five or six civilians that are equally torn apart. This attack seems personal. Definitely orchestrated. Just kind of wandering aimlessly around. He went, he went, oh, I guess I'd have showed up by now just for the whole group. Are we all together, maybe? Anyway, I would think to myself, at least. No, I'd say to whoever's around. Um, you know, he did know exactly where to go. He came straight here. Expressly, to kill. And think about it, he used to be some old man, and he was raving about, you know, getting his, I don't know, comeuppance or some something like that. He seemed to have some kind of personal thing. And he had some some dwarf in there, too, that he killed and turned into an abomination. So maybe the town didn't know about him, or maybe maybe he did come from somewhere in here, or maybe he had a relationship with somebody here. I don't know. Either way, I feel like they were capturing humans or beings, and... They returned as creatures and slaughtered their own kin folk. Is what I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't sound like they captured that many of the people. That's been. This is just one village. There's three or four within a day's march of here. Plus all the miners. About a day's march. The town folk. I mean, they'll just just (coughs) Terracor's staff alone would. Well, I guess it begs the question. Do we take matters into our own hands, or do we leave and report our findings? Uh, all I know is we have a survivor here. Really quick, are you with them currently uh, in the Tasha's? No. Or did, are you still in Tasha's? Well, let's say we regrouped, just okay. for simplicity. Yeah. So. But I took her hammer. Her hammer? Took her hammer. Okay. You have a... It is this... Um, it is a blacksmith's hammer, and it is this, uh, it is a, like, black hammer with a black hilt on it, and on the side of the hammer, um, it kind of has this, like, uh, almost Nordic-looking engraving on either side of it, and it seems like a very nice, uh, nice hammer. Well, Riker, right now, break the role play. If Alessandro turns into fucking Thor, you guys will never rule. You'll never live it down. Oh, my God. I'll I'll, I'll kill him here right here. You'll try. So, really quick, um, Leon, where did you go with Ephraim? What did you do after you picked him up and walked out? Uh, Maybe I would have taken him outside the walls of the town just so he doesn't see all that. Um, Okay. Maybe get like a fire going or something. Gotta catch up with you for remembering what I was originally yeah. supposed to do. <laughs> so you kind of maybe make your way a little bit um, eastward because it's like the town, and then going eastward, it kind of slopes down into the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so you're kind of maybe setting up a little base camp in that yeah. area. So as you do, um, you take Ephraim down and you get to a point where you can't, like, immediately see the, the entire town. And you kind of, you set up, like, a fire and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what are you, 
Um, Ephraim's kind of sitting there in the grass, and he slowly starts to, like, take off the, um, he just reaches both of his hands up and just kind of slides off the, uh, the blinder that you put on him. I'm gonna give him one of my rations. Okay. Uh, you pull out a ration, and you kind of pull out, like, a bag of mixed nuts and, uh, some dried jerky meat and, like, this, uh, um, kind of like this hard tack bread and you start kind of breaking pieces off for him so that he can eat and as he uh, he slowly like just puts little pieces into his mouth and slowly chews and as he does that you start to see tears start to stream down his face <laughs> leaving a um, kind of this trail of clean uh, <coughs> this trail of clean streaks down his cheek amongst all of the dirt that's on his face. And he just slowly starts to sob. And those sobs echo, uh, echo over all of the destruction of the town as the wind blows and the crows start to land onto the town. And that's where we're gonna take our first break. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Great we will be. Oh we will be right back after this break, and um, I'm thoroughly upset. Uh, <laughs> and I have words for you. Damn. We'll be right back after this break. Thanks. We'll be back. See you. If that boy was gonna die, I would have. Uh, so we're just coming back to, um, uh, you guys had just found this, uh, this village in ruins and nearly everyone dead except the, um, the child Ephraim, which Chris, or which Leon has taken, uh, out of the town and kind of started a small little base camp. Uh, does anyone have anything else they'd like to do in the town? Before we before we go, burn it down. <laughs> Agreed. Burn it. I think I have an idea. I think we should burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to flick you. At this point in time, <laughs> how large is your uh, zombie horde? Just do it. You dig holes. I wouldn't blame you. I'll approach you with the concept of. Funeral pyre, maybe? Huh? Be a lot easier than digging a mass grave. Is it only for Leon? I think it would take far too much time to build I, a pyre. There's only um, two graves right now. We put them in a wooden structure. <clears throat> to gather all the bodies, though, and to put them in that wooden structure. You're asking me to go drag bodies into a We're house. all tired. It could possibly be up to a hundred or so, what, or maybe more bodies. What in if this you town. used your fungus to cover all the bodies, so people don't have to look at them? They're just like because that's why we're covering them. I mean, I could actually plant a bunch of shit here with Druidcraft and just start having it grow while we're gone. All in favor? 
That's creepy as fuck. I love it. It is pretty creepy, but I think it's a better alternative. Whatever than makes dragging. you guys feel better. But Barkle will mention. I think to I you. have a monster. Alicaca. <clears throat> oh. If we burn them, there's no coming back. But I think the only one worth bringing back, not that there's any more value in any of the dead or living, is Ephraim's mother. The kid doesn't eat his mother. On that note, when you say bring back, do you mean... Not Euros, I'm not pointing. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> I didn't mean to point at you over there. I, 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 <laughs> I, I like just kind of gesture over to one of the zombie things. <laughs> that? You can bring back a sentient human being? No, not me. That's not something I would ever do. So, what's the pur- purpose? Okay, never mind. Just, just do whatever you're going to do. Dick. <laughs> what? Um, so the zombies start digging. They're probably di- I don't know because they're they're di- digging shallow graves for two. For two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who is the second person? Well, Barkle assumed it was going to be for Ephraim, but then when Ephraim walked out, just kept having them dig the other hole for maybe whoever. Okay. <laughs> How about the leader of the village? And that's kind of what I was thinking, but Barkle really doesn't care, is in it? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Extra hole. <laughs> okay. So it, it, I mean, two zombies digging holes, it probably takes them 15 to 20 minutes to dig a shallow grave. Sure. Oh. Um, <clears throat> at a certain point, you go and pick up the body and take it there. And, yeah. Uh, is there anything you do specifically? Is anyone around while he's... I'm to be buried. I'm coming to find you wherever you're at. I don't know how I'm there, but I was chatting with him. Did you really We're at the. Over the. Oh, the kid. You're with the kid too, Icarus? Well, I'm confused because I think we all went back to talk. So are we going back into the village to do some burying? Is that what I'm stepping in the village all the time. Um, okay. If I. I mean, Beaver knows that his mom's dead. Is that the insight I get, or should I roll for that, or what? Mm-hmm. Um, visual confirmation. Yeah. He's crying, so I can only assume he gets what's. He's he either really stressed, stressed, or he gets it. Yes. I kind of leave the answer to that up to your character's insight. Fair enough. Not necessarily something you have to roll with, but what does your character think? My character thinks he knows. I'll actually go wandering while you're still digging the holes. I'll go wandering over to the camp or find out wherever you're at and kind of pull you aside away from Ephraim. And Barkle has the graves ready, I say. And Barkle, Barkle has the graves ready. This might be Ephraim's only opportunity to say goodbye. I'm going to look over at the boy. Is he still sniffling and... Um. Uh, maybe it's been like a little bit, so his his crying has probably calmed down. He still is kind of sniffly, and um. Uh, I'd say he's just kind of sitting there, and he is he's definitely still crying. Actually. Okay. Yeah. I I'm gonna walk over to him. I'm trying to gauge the amount of time that's gone by since. 
I'm gonna be, I'm gonna walk over and sort of like kneel down in front of him like, you doing okay? <laughs> um, he kind of just, uh, uh, he just like slowly puts like another like piece of uh, like dried raisin into his mouth and is like just, he doesn't really like respond like and verbally. He's he just kind of like looks down. I cannot believe I'm the one that has to do this. I interrupt and I'm like, what's your favorite food? Yeah. Give me favorite food. I like uh, kind of to distract him a little bit, but then also I was gonna press to digitate the flavor of his favorite food and with the rations. Can you do that with uh, yes. press yep. to digitate? You can change the way things taste? Mm-hmm. Um, you can change to change the sensory mm-hmm. output or input of the human. The and I tell him like uh, I just like vegetables and rice. I'm pretty boring. He says uh, he like just kind of like this really like when you have a little toddler that's really upset or like has mm-hmm. been crying and you ask him a question and they respond in like a really soft yeah. voice and he's just like candy. You want a candy? What kind of candy do you like? Suckers. Right, okay, all right. And I just sort of just reach the pointed finger out, just, and then be like, try it. The flavor lasts an hour. And so he tries it, and then he... Something you that see, he, he actually like, kind of suck on for a minute, Yeah, and he starts to, like, suck on the piece of dried fruit for a while. Mm-hmm. Is it Tastes like his favorite candy. Yeah. On the prestigitation note, I spoke with you and said, you know, let me know either way if you want to bring Ephraim up there. And I'll go up. And you went to find her, mm-hmm. right? Bodies by the wall, I'm assuming, or right? I'm going to use prestigitation to get her basically cleaned up and, you know, get the wound covered and do the whole, the whole thing. <clears throat> so back on to Leon, what are you doing? He sat down to, and asked him if he was doing okay, and he kind of just looked down in a sad kind of way. And Euros did the, the prestidigitation thing. You're still kind of sitting there with him. What are you doing? Uh, it's too much for a kid. Yeah, what are we going to do with him? There are a couple of villages nearby. Um, are they? Well, that's... <laughs> <clears throat> that might be best for him. He's lived as you hear his whole life. You shouldn't take him like to some big city. He'd just be put in an orphanage. I know he has to. It's probably the one time he gets to say goodbye. Are you I this? assume you guys are talking about this like away from me. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just yeah. Around above him. How yeah. you doing? Listen, what are we gonna do with this? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I. I, I know this might I have be enough charisma chance. to know to not fucking to, say the shit right now. I know this might be the only chance for him to say goodbye to his mom, but I, I don't even I don't even want to take him over there. You have a cleric. You. <laughs> he should know that. He Did should you know come the over to her? Yeah. Lenore's over there, really poorly explaining like. You say the words over the bodies. <laughs> we put them by the hole. Lenore. <laughs> All right, let's uh, put the bodies in the hole. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna walk over to the boy, 
kneel down again, and I'm like, hey, do you know what happened here? Um, the boy kind of, um, he kind of has the same reaction, except for looking away, he, like, he, like, looks into your eyes, and he's, he doesn't really respond, he's just kind of waiting for you to respond. He doesn't really know what to say. Uh, How about you, uh... There is something we need to do. So, uh, bring your candy, and we, we need to, we need to say goodbye. You, um, he kind of, like, clutches onto the little bag of, um, like, food that you had given him. And you can kind of start to see, like, another tear start to, like, stream down his right. face. Um, but he kind of just sits there. Do you do anything specific? I'll, or? I'll try to sort of, like, give him a pat on the back, and like, soft pat on the back, and I'll reach my hand out. And he takes if, your hand. I'm like, we could do this together. Let's go. Um, so really quick, you guys are on the um, eastern side, like just off of the town on the eastern side, and the uh, graveyard where Barkle has made the grave is on the western side. So you either have to go straight through the town or you have to walk around. Or take the long road, you know? We'll take the I, well, but yeah, yeah. also walking around the other direction, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there because you put the blindfold on the kid first. Like he will be able to see the town, like walking up and around. He eventually will be able to see that town in like fuller detail. But like it's okay. We're going to say goodbye to his dead mom. Can make it easier and just piggyback him. Yeah. Euros just says. I mean, he's a toddler. He's probably like five or six or something. Five or seven. Five or six. He's a, yeah, even he's better. Very young. Just throw him. You might yeah, want to cover his eyes. I'll yeah. I'll piggyback uh, him. That's that's all I gotta go. Like, actually. and maybe uh, maybe I'll give him my uh, my blindfold again. Oh, blindfold. Blindfold. Yeah. Take him straight through. Okay. Um. And I'll just tell him just stories about my various rogue dealings. Okay. As you're... So you're kind of walking him through the town to get there? Yeah, with With the blindfold on. As you're, like, piggybacking him there, you're telling him uh, stories and about some of your roguish deeds that you've done, and eventually you get through the town up to the... uh, up to the uh, graveyard... And he doesn't really, like, doesn't really respond to anything you're saying. He just seems to kind of be almost numb inside. Um, And you guys finally get to the grave. And is everyone there standing at the grave? 
Uh, pretty much. I think during that time before, like, um, checking in, Barkle and um, uh, Lenore and Alessandro have made it more presentable. Okay. So, yeah, I'd say you guys have cleaned up, especially with prestidigitation. Does anyone have, like, mending or anything like that? Or Barkle's plan is literally to draft everything over to, to make it prettified. Oh, just can't describe, describe what you do with um, well, Barkle's version is he kind of like waltzes about. Um, he just kind of extends his hand over like an area, and his spores kind of leap off, and they kind of basically imitate regular plant life with like little spores and mushrooms and stuff. Look like okay. they kind of have leaves and whatever and vines, and they cover cover gore. They cover the broken bits of some houses, um, and then sprout almost like flower-like little buds all over the place. Okay. So yeah, she's kind of now covered in um, what used to be these... Um, or at least not on her. On her, I'll, uh, you cleaned her up, right? Oh, okay. So she she's not like up. covered in these. But I will cast um, Gentle Repose on her. What does that do? Preserves the body for resurrection. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so she, she... As you cast that, her skin tone goes from like a gaunt... Um, her skin tone and her like complexion goes from like a gauntly look of someone who's been dead for can't become uh, uh, dead. No. Yeah, from a gauntly look from someone who's been dead for probably quite a few hours now. To she looks like you can see the color come back into her face, and you can kind of see like uh, her her figure come back into her face, and she looks. Mostly like she's just sleeping now. And uh, you guys have done your best to clean up the blood off of her um, off of her blouse. And now it's just kind of a... Um, she's kind of just wearing this, like, uh, like, very light blue and white dress. And um, you guys... Uh, and she's surrounded by uh, small flowers and... Like very colorful mushrooms just around the body as you guys make your as Leon makes his way up with uh, Ephraim, and at a certain point Ephraim you arrive and everyone is standing around this circle. It is a because they're kind of standing in this um, small uh, like picket fence uh, little graveyard, and there's not a whole lot of there's. Um, a lot of these, there's like a lot of tombstones kind of just in a circle around uh, the picket fence, but um, most of them are made out of wood. There are a few that have been made out of stone, like chiseled stone. Uh, but this little gra- picketed fence graveyard overlooks the city and overlooks the valley of Belshir and it's actually, if it wasn't so overcast and you didn't have this um, kind of scar of a site of a destroyed town in front of you, it would be a very pretty sight to look at from this position. Uh, but you eventually arrive with uh, Ephraim and everyone is standing there and there are two graves uh, two shallow graves dug into the ground uh, right in the center of this of this graveyard. Did you guys get uh, Tasha as well? Let's say we did that so that Ephraim doesn't think we're about to throw him into a grave. And <laughs> 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 
Okay, I'd say, I'd say Tasha is also there. Um, I don't know if you want to like just cover Tasha or if you want to do the same kind of cleaning. I would have done the same. Like I'm gentle or pose her too. Or you can okay. do that if you want. But I would have done the same while they were all. Uh, yeah, you guys get there. Um, you put Ephraim on the ground. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? I'll let you kind of take the lead on what you are going to do. And <laughs> Don't worry, we, we're all here for you. Everyone's here, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> if you want to say anything, or I guess I'll go. Uh, I only met both of you for a day, but it's just, uh, it's just a shame. But the good thing is, and I point at, uh, give you from a touch, you, you are still here. So, I know you're young now, but it's up to you to keep her memory alive. And you make your life the best of it. Um, I don't expect you to understand right now, but hopefully you will when you're older. Ephraim, at this point, uh, you can kind of just see he... As you guys got there and took off the blindfold, he kind of surveyed the scene and all of you guys like standing around. And almost the second he sees his mom on the ground, he uh, the tears start to flow again and he starts to cry. Um, and as you talk to him, that kind of subsides a little bit. And at the end of what you say to him, he... Um, just reaches his hand out and like his small hands grab onto your hand and he just like holds your hand for a minute. Does anyone else want to say anything? Or... Um, my stomach I'll side over to Barkle and ask him quietly in deep speech like oh, did you do something to They'll be safe for ten days. And maybe they can be resurrected. At least they'll be safe. Maybe we should tell them that. That might give them hope. No. 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 <laughs> this is this is well outside the contract, I'll tell you. That <laughs> 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 just stops from talking to them. Um, since, since we're burying Tasha along with this um, whole thing, you know, I'll get her in her grave and situated, and then I'll put her, I'll have her hands clasping her hammer, I'll put her hammer on her chest, hands clasping them, and no words, but just putting everything where it's supposed to be. Okay. Uh, yeah, you lower Tasha down into the grave and clasp that black hammer onto her chest. Um <clears throat> Does Tasha have a ring or anything like that? Any identifying like markers of her status? 
No, she doesn't really, other than that very nice, like, blacksmith's hammer, it seems like from your experience of interacting with Tasha, she doesn't have a lot of nice things, like, she doesn't have nice clothes, even though her, she has, like, one of the bigger houses, but the vast majority of the floor space in it was a workshop, a smithy, um, and she doesn't really wear any rings, she doesn't really have any necklaces. You kind of get the assumption that that was like the... That was her thing? Like that hammer was probably the only very nice thing she had. I'll just whisper to Alessandro, we should get some kind of evidence of what happened here. I always have evidence of what's happened. I agree, but some things might kind of gesture down to the hammer. Go for eternity. We should leave that in place. An entire village dead. It's probably evidence. Evidence. If somebody doesn't believe six eyewitnesses, then they've got mental problems. The boy should come. Six and a half. What did you say? The boy should come. Son of a bitch. (laughs) We have to be careful now. What do we do? We can't very well, I'm sorry, Acherus, but we can't very well go oh. after a demon general, a devil general. Uh, so really quick, really quick, That's I just want to say, how do you guys uh, put, because you guys are kind of still in the middle of the uh, ceremony, so to speak, how do you guys put uh, Kara into the... Oh. Just kind of pick her up and lay her down into there. Generally. Who... Really quick, who wants to do the honors of putting her <coughs> in the and I, Leonor? Yeah. And then I'm I deal with that all the time. <laughs> while, while they do that, I'll, legionnaires, I'll use my legionnaire's hand, invisible uh, mage hand, to hold her head. Okay. So that blip. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you do that, and it is a very, like, um, it looks very peaceful the way you guys set her in. And as that is happening, um, Ephraim is still holding your hand, and at a certain point, he kind of just, like, tucks in and, like, wraps his arms around your leg and just hugs onto your leg while he's watching that. You have acquired one human child. I I have a son. Put that in your inventory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you guys lay lay her down into the grave, and... um, uh, I'm gonna say you walk away as they start to put the sand or the dirt and earth back onto both of those graves. Uh, and it takes probably 10, 15 minutes, and eventually you guys probably meet back up at the little base camp that um, uh, Leon had set up. Uh, and. Uh, it's probably somewhere around three o'clock in the afternoon at this point. Uh, how would you guys like to proceed? Sleeping. I suggest we take a long rest. Nothing we can do now can change anything. Yeah. We let's should find our way back. Rest out of town, and I'm down to find our way back. We do need to find out what we want to do now. We should go back. I'm going to sleep on it. Okay. You I... teleported back. 
We have. I mean, we're not going to be telling we don't have any way to how, how do we get back? Well, the original plan was to take the traditional travels, make it to the port, get on the boat. So you guys yeah. know you have to head um, in an easterly direction. You guys are on an entirely different continent. Oh, God. The one that you originally started from. We gotta send a message at least. But you guys are going to take a long rest basically right now. Okay. I'd say everyone, uh, you guys settle down and you set you settle into your basic routine of uh, taking watches, and the night goes really without any um, without any problems, um, other than the sound of crows off in the distance. Um, there is nothing else uh, that kind of sounds off. It is a really quiet night. Uh, go ahead and mark off a long rest. <clears throat> that feels great. So for reference, that's my portent ability that I have where I roll 2d20 and I keep those two numbers and I can like trade out the dice Okay, thing. Yeah. That's what that is. And I write them in my notes. What Perfect. They are. <clears throat> so you guys wake up in the morning. Um, it is... Uh, the overcast has started to subside. Uh, not quite all the way, but it is a little bit brighter than it was the day before. Uh, really quick, I just want to ask... Is it pretty much the um, the main agreement of everyone that you're all going to travel back together? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, I intend on getting paid. I guess nearest, nearest. we've got to do something about the kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, well, we I'm going paid. to be blunt. I'm not. I'm not about to take a kid to the doorstep of a. I'm a devil. What, we're going after the devil? No, no we're not. At least those who don't have Not right now, no. I don't know. Well, I'm well, just going to be blunt. If we leave the kid here, he's probably going to die. Well, then we're not leaving him here. Besides, I know a place he could probably go if we go back and take him with us. Yes. I think we may have to. Texas? <laughs> oh, right. I, look, I look at Agnes and be like, I know you really want to hunt, but... That's how you people and make them you gotta, you people like me. You gotta come back, though. I might what be is, amenable to that. What does your character think about what I he wants to do? I point over and I'm just like, we might even be able to get a new contract, get some more money out of this. You don't have to fight a demon lord for free. I'm a going devil. to roll odd or even. What? I don't want you to I mean, <laughs> before you roll... <laughs> I want you to think about I want you to think about what your character truly thinks in this moment and I mean it's it's one of those it's I know it's a really hard decision but I I want to see I would prefer if you try to make a decision without rolling <laughs> if that's all right <laughs> cuz I could go either way I know but I it's what are you going to do I'm a hunter I hunt monsters so you're going to find track on him and then die I'm not being insulting here. I'm, I'm genuine. The six of us barely survived. It's, you alone. It's been single-handedly. Okay, now you're being. <laughs> we're going to try. It's been. <laughs> sorry, that was so now, more than a day. We're going to try to take down an army, not even just the devil demon thing, but an army of them. 
Or we can go back, get paid, regroup, take care of the little one. I, for one, am not above going after this thing, but... The problem is, is the longer we let that thing free, the more damage it does. We're never going to catch it. It's, we it's also been, need an army ourselves. It's been two days. It's probably full health by now. Uh, really quick, just to throw in, um, if you can still, you can still feel that it is basically north of you, and it doesn't seem like it has varied very much from uh, just Lumber. north, west, or east. But I can't tell if it's getting further away. I just know what direction. You have no idea. And that's where you just the, know the that fort it's north. And Fenrune, the village of Fenrune, and like Fort What's Its Butt, or to the north, right? Because north is right on uh-huh. map. Okay. Yep. There I've, I've marked it. Unless it gets dispelled or cured of my curse, I'll know where it is at all times. Oh, well, that's very useful for sure. Hopefully he doesn't know he's mocked. Hmm. He seems smart, but you never know. Might have missed that detail. At the end of the day, go back, get paid, regroup, go from there. <clears throat> I would highly recommend you don't go after that alone. Well, I appreciate you being so concerned for my well-being. <laughs> Gonna resummon Squeaky. Okay. But not undead. Not undead? <gasps> okay. What does Squeaky look like but undead? That, what? Uh, it's albino ferret. Albino ferret. Have you ever seen the ones that live in the Arctic? Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, or those kind of frozen tendrils. Uh, kind of stupidly cute. cute. And it's just gonna go play with Ephraim. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ephraim. Writing. Ephraim but has. Me and my zombie boys are hanging out way the hell away. Because <laughs> okay. there's three of them now. Okay. <laughs> Um, Sparkle wanna... learns respect for living creatures. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sparkle had respect for living creatures. Sparkle uh, so, realizes that most other creatures don't see dead things the way he does. As, <laughs> That's a new one. As, <laughs> That's good. As, uh, as Squee Squee kind of appears in the snow, you guys, everyone sees, and I assume... You summon it from a ways away, so Squeeze Sweep kind of has to travel. <laughs> and you guys all of a sudden see this little white ferret just kind of jump into your sights and kind of climb up the boy and snuggle with the boy. Oh. And the boy being kind of uh, somber and uh, still pretty sad about it, you kind of start to see like a little grin in his face as he like this weasel snuggles into him and he... It seems to have lifted his spirits a little I, bit. I'm, I make the repair smell like roses. <laughs> Man, that's a nice thing. Uh, like a okay, fine. I Daisies. I don't know. I I'm gonna whisper to squeeze 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 to this one. Like, I hope you is never that forget. what squeeze squeeze supposed to look like? Default in that squeeze squeeze. I thought that was just some friendly kid. What? That's gotta ease him into it, nice and slow. Yeah, no, I'll start with the squeeze. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> At this point, uh, are you guys all <laughs> have decided to travel together, or...? Okay. <clears throat> right. Looks like it's all of us. You guys start you to make you your in? way. And you <laughs> No, he's not in. You in, bud? <laughs> you got this, right? The adv- um, 
you guys start to make your way eastward. Eventually, you run into a band of orcs. Um, hey, buddies. Uh, Hang on. For a record, I would not have gone back into the hunting grounds. Hunting okay. Ground? The orc hunting grounds definitely would have tried to circle the path again. We, we can do it. You know, we to travel to back through it? <clears throat> I don't think so. It says right here. I think it only said we could get two homesteads. It says right here. Can I make a deception check to modify? It oh, right here. here. So. <laughs> You're going to try and modify, like, the contract? <laughs> I mean, um, nothing I also the contract have... says anything about returning. To be fair, they also don't like me, so. Could I make, <laughs> actually, here's something. Um, There's a road. Kenku's have the ability to like make perfect copies of things, or at least they can roll to, I think. Boy. So I can try to make a perfect con- copy of the Boy. contract, but modify it. But um, I have to have. Or we could just go around. Well, let me. Fine. How, how long kind does it take of, to go around? Tell he's us trying that. to narrate. Let me just go. Let me just uh, go into this thing right now. Um, <laughs> Sorry. You guys make your way eastward, and eventually you run into another band of orcs. This one uh, being like a different band, and they're not necessarily hunters, but they're just like, um, uh, what's the term for it? Just kind of like scouts scouting around. Uh, you show them, they stop you in very much the same way, and you show them this contract and explain to them that you're trying to head home. And they uh, escort you to something called the Accordance Road. Um, this is a passageway that was set up during the writing of the Accordance uh, to allow for safe and legal passage through Orc territory. Nice. This road is um, <laughs> is patrolled by Orcs and um, uh, human guards alike. And it is a... It is considered the safest passage uh, east and west through the, the country. Um, it's several weeks' journey until you get to the large uh, port town, Elvistria. And um, it is a port town on the east side of the continent. Um, here, you guys barter a ship to take you across the ocean. Uh, where you finally come home to the town of New Regalport. Um, really quick, I wanted to ask, you had an idea for where you wanted to take the kid. Where was that? It's where I was trained. Okay. Wow. Where do you think that is in relation to uh, New Regalport? I mean, I imagine it would be a little countryside town. That's a teeny ways away. Okay. So I'd say uh, you guys make your way into New Regalport first, and uh, eventually you'll start making plans to head back that direction to take your to take the uh, to take Ephraim there. Um, but you guys make your way back into New Regalport after several weeks to a month almost maybe two months or so of travel, making your way back. New Regalport is a large and incredibly cultured city. Um, Lots of import, export, and trade um, being, uh, this city being one of the main hubs of the country. Uh, 
and the streets are cobbled, the houses are brick and mortar, um, and pretty much no one in this town is lives in shambles, almost. But you guys finally, um, kind of breathing a sigh of fresh air as you make your way back into a, a relatively um, a city that makes you feel like you're at home, finally. Um, you guys finally make your way uh, to the place, to the real place that you've called home for the last year, North Star Ventures. Uh, North Star Ventures is a large keep in the northwest part of the city uh, with a nice view over the ocean and overlooking part of the city as well. Um, here, adventurers of all shapes, uh, all shapes, all races, all creeds, um, they all come to take, to take on the call and join the faction and work hard to improve the land through various jobs taken. Um, the guild is held in very high regard amongst the city people. Uh, and when you guys enter the keep, uh, you are greeted with a hero's welcome. Um, both new and old faces that you recognize um, come out. They offer you drink. They offer you food. And uh, you guys get to sit down with a chance, uh, sit down with everyone and have a chance to regale them in your adventure so far. Um, and it's almost like a play sitting here. They all are sitting there eating their food, listening to you guys tell about this tale that you have gone on. Um, and there is quite a long time of, of resting, at least a long time, by a long time I mean like several hours of being there, you've taken your packs off, you've gotten food, you've had a little bit to drink. Uh, it's not a long time before um, a, an Aarakocra comes out and he's kind of wearing like this nice fitting suit. He comes out and he says, um, uh, the captain would like to speak with you and uh, have a chance to debrief you if you are ready. And you guys know this, uh, this Aarakocra. Um, he is kind of the, the captain's um, squire. assistant or squire, so to speak. Um, and he takes you, if, assuming you all go with him, um, the boy is asked to kind of stay out and uh, you guys, there are a few people there who are like very wholesome people that offer to watch the boy for an hour or so while you guys are having your meeting. And um, you guys are escorted back <clears throat> deeper into the keep into an office area. And as you walk in, there's a nice uh, dark, Excuse me. There's a nice dark um, wooden carved desk with these uh, windows right behind it and these large bookshelves that reach up to the ceiling, roughly about 10, well, like 15 feet tall. And um, in between 
some of these bookshelves, there are stands, and um, one stand has a this golden hilt to a sword with no uh, no blade on it, and another stand has this set of gleaming armor that has um, has pretty much no marks on it at all. It almost looks brand new, perfectly polished. And as you guys walk in, the room is actually empty uh, with no one in it, and there is a side door off to one side, and um, this Aarakocra person says, she'll be with you shortly. And she, and this Aarakocra person uh, shuts the door and and uh, leaves the room, leaves the room and shuts the door. Um, and eventually that door opens and you see a, a woman possibly in her mid to late 40s walk out. She's wearing this nice white robe with like silver trim on it. And she has this uh, deep red hair that is braided back. And she comes out and says, um, it's great to see you all again. And you guys know this as being Trisha Northstar, the uh, person who started Northstar Ventures and uh, has been running it for uh, quite a few several years. And she says, I'm happy to see that you all uh, returned unscathed, it looks like. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say that. As I and hold up my hand. Oh. <laughs> oh. We're um, pretty sufficiently scathed. But that's our line of work. Um, oh, it comes with the job. I, I also see my He didn't really. <laughs> I pointed out. <laughs> he didn't really do much, though. Well, why don't you... Why don't you take a minute and fill me in on what happened, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she kind of seeing that she just kind of like you can kind of see in her face like she's familiar with the book. And then, just, and then he just picks the book. <laughs> uh, so really quick, some history on on this. You guys have been working at North Star Ventures for uh, probably in the vicinity of quite a few months, maybe some of you on the verge of like a year or so. Um, you have worked with Trisha Northstar before, and she is very well respected amongst the people who work at uh, Northstar Ventures. All of the adventurers and mercenaries that work here are uh, really keep her in high regard, and she is very considerate about the people that she works with. Um, and the people, the adventurers who uh, work under her company, so to speak. Um, and you guys take the next hour or so. I was about, I'm like, I look up and I see that she's just like basically she's not. She's not like, she's not just like, oh my god. Well, but for separate, I just kind of like. If you're, Allow me to summarize. If you're per, <laughs> per, uh, perceptive, you can kind of see it in her eye that she she knows what right. she knows what you can what do when you is. start to. And yeah. then, I, and then, I, but I have a rare moment of insight where I'm just like, we'll summarize. Okay. So you guys, <laughs> we'll um, we'll go, we'll just kind of skip over that. But you guys summarize the whole thing from 
arriving in Myriad and the horrors that you face uh, traveling uh, after Myriad has been destroyed, traveling through Belshir into Homestead. Is there anything that we want to keep secret from her? Yeah, that's Marvel. a good point. It's okay either way. I think we're good. Yeah. Open book so far. Yeah, and you guys tell about the whole thing all the way up to um, uh, the battle in the mine and all the way up to finding uh, finding the town afterwards and the boy who is still outside. And uh, after listening to all of, all of this, uh, she takes just a moment to kind of think to herself for a minute. <clears throat> And um, she turns around and says, you all did exceptionally well. This was a incredibly difficult mission that you all were asked to go on. Um, we have, we have another mission we'd like you to go on and also some explanation. Uh, but first we would need you to sign basically Contracts of um, NDAs, confidentiality, confidentiality, um, magically asserted confidentiality, basically. Uh, Going to insight. Does, so she well, already knew what me. we were getting into when we went without telling us. Uh, go ahead and roll an insight check. Honk. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it, it is Trisha from yeah, the other game. Yeah, that's Trisha Northstar. Love that. Yeah. There's no way he chose my wife's name twice. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that's a 13. That's awesome. Just so everyone listening understands, oh, Trisha Northstar is a player character yep. from earlier in Remember this campaign's character. lore, and it was actually my character. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh my god. And at the end of that game, Cameron. Cameron should have discussed with everyone what their characters do at the end, like, with the rest of their lives. Well, I'm still did. waiting to hear. You're supposed to bring it up with him. Uh, maybe you're supposed yeah, to bring it up with him. But I did. You were rolling an insight? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I gotta ask him. What did you get? 13. 13? Um, you get the sense that she was under the understanding of what um, what some of the things might entail for this um, this mission that you guys went on you don't necessarily think she knew everything about it and it's like ooh I'm putting them into a really hard place and they're going to have to get out of it like, you don't think she like orchestrated this whole like incredibly deadly thing to put you guys on but she knew it was probably going to be a very difficult mission. And, um, but you also get the sense that um, she had an air of confidence that you guys would would be able to do it. Um, and you also understand just from having worked with her that she's not the type of person to send people into a suicide mission, um, basically for no reason or something like that. Um, and she basically says these are non-disclosure agreements that are um, I need to do my I need to do the voice 
these are non-disclosure agreements that are um, basically you'll sign them and then, well, you need to agree to sign them first. And then, and then we learn more? And then I will tell you more about um, what is coming next. And then you can't share that information. You're if you if you do not, uh, <laughs> you just like feverishly script, but no one else has yet, I assume. <laughs> um, but she says, if you do not accept the mission, this next mission, um, part of the magic of these contracts is. Actually, I'm going to say you don't do that because she hasn't brought them oh, up yet. Fair. Sorry. Part of the magic of That's these contracts the is if you disagree, if you do not choose to take this mission, which you are not obligated to, um, you will forget this entire conversation from that point on. Oh. So what do we want? I got do me. I get to hunt monsters? Do we get paid? You're going to get paid for the mission you just completed, yes. We will discuss that. Um, I mean, she has the contract, and she, like, the amount you are getting paid is in the contract. I can't remember if I wrote it down in the contract. You did not. <laughs> are you trying to shortchange us? She is not trying to shortchange you. <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say, because I did forget to write this down before the whole thing started, I... I did forget to put the amount in there, uh, but the amount is in there, and you guys are understand how much you are getting paid for this, and it is no small amount. Okay. Uh, but it is in the contract. I just didn't, I forgot to write it in there when I made that contract. I only speak for myself. I got nothing else to lose. Let's do this. Okay. I mean, you do have, like, a five-year-old child. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and she says, "We can obviously, we can, we can obviously help with um, what was his name? Ephraim. Ephraim. Yeah, we can obviously help with Ephraim. Um, and if you would like us to help transport him to uh, where you said you'd like to take him, Nefesh. Nefesh. Um, we can do that, or he can." stay here, or we can do anything we want. But definitely, we're not going to send him to some orphanage or something like that. Send okay. I will personally see to it that he gets put in a good place and he is well-funded for, I should say. That is what I needed to hear. I'm in. Okay. Um, as far as your question, uh, I can't speak too much before you've actually signed the contract, but there's not going to be any shortage of monsters. Little <laughs> <laughs> <Just like, laughs> <a> smile. <laughs> a simple yes or no would survive. Sure. <laughs> uh, okay, so you've agreed, um, and the rest of you? Absolutely. I pull a big freaking, the big feather that's been in my hat this entire time is actually a quill. Okay. <laughs> she had, once again, she, they haven't brought in the contracts yet. She just wants to make sure you're all willing to sign it. The are well. coming out. Stand ready. Signing it? Absolutely. Wow. We got Okay. Um, and she calls out, you can bring them in. And you see the door open, and you see Burke Inkton uh, hey, walk out. Uh, oh just God. this, uh, he's kind of this 
elvish person with a skullet and like kind of long, dead. Uh, long hair. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you survived, huh? <laughs> yeah, I thought you guys were gonna die for sure. <laughs> yeah. And he oh, pulls out so uh, uh, like this, uh, this little the case that you put scrolls in, oh, and he undoes it and pulls out all of these contracts, and he puts one in front of each of you. He says, if, if she described it to you, if you want to sign it, you go right ahead now. And there is a little spot at the bottom to sign. My whole warm and fuzzy about this went away as soon as he walked into the room. <laughs> Incompetent. He's muttering as I'm signing the contract. Obvious disdain towards. <laughs> um, uh, Burke is just kind of like, a, he kind of has this like shit eating grin as you guys are saying, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. and but Burke, you guys know Burke relatively well uh, because he works here, and um, he always kind of has a shit eating grin on his face, <laughs> and uh, eventually he gathers up the scrolls uh, after you guys have signed them and. Um, she says, okay, you can uh, go on, and Burke's like, yeah, 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 and he rolls up the scrolls, puts it back in his case, and walks off and shuts the door. And uh, he says, um, I don't trust him. <laughs> Nobody likes their job that much. Well, you got someone against stars? I'm just saying, he's a stoner. No, that's not a stoner. He's on something. Else. And she says, uh, at this point in time, um, you guys will, if you choose to accept this mission, you will no longer be employees of North Star Ventures. You will be employees of a different group altogether, um, a very secretive group. And uh, I am no longer going to describe any more of it to you. You can come in now, and you guys see this uh, dwarf walk in with short blonde hair, and uh, he walks in, closes the door, and he's like, Hello, the name's Nolly. Oh my god. Uh, really quick, Jeff, do you want to describe what Nolly looks like? <laughs> Let me refer to my notes from my <laughs> I still have his character sheet, I think. There he is, Nolly Shade Speaker. Oh my god. Okay, so Nolly is a ranger type from the Underdark. Uh, or sorry, he's a mountain dwarf, but he's a ranger. Sports two crossbows. He's uh, balding on top. Actually, it looks a lot like our DM, but about four <laughs> shorter. Big, magnificent beard, huge side chops, bald head, just phenomenal dome. He's got to okay. be older um, now, Sorry. Gray hair? There's your feelings. Uh, no. Okay, no, go no, no. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. I we're done. I thought you we said done. a magnificent beard, though, so that, like, made up. He's a, he's a good-looking fucking dumb stats charisma again. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, speaks with whatever accent that is that I definitely did the whole campaign. I'm pre- um, I, I feel like that was your accent through the campaign. Sure. It kind of varied, didn't it? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, this guy walks in and he says, oh, it's a pleasure to meet all of you. you uh, the guys did really well. Actually, um, we were checking in on you this entire time. Uh, we, although our organization does not particularly have a name, um, we were the ones that set up that contract, and um, we kind of were pulling the strings with the Gilded Sworn in order to get that contract in here. Um, 
Who are we? Well, we are a particular group of people who are... All right, buckle up, because it's kind of... gets really crazy. Um, there is a being that walks this earth. It's pretty much the only real reincarnate of a god that ever really... And he stops actually, as you start to write. Huh. <laughs> and then I'm just like... I honestly don't know what he thinks about you writing all of this down. He's like, Bro, what are you writing right there? I think you gotta stop writing. Oh, oh. Um, <clears throat> that looks rather in, in... What is the term? Uh, <laughs> no. I just turn back and I'm, I'm like... What is it? What's flammable? the term where you like... Impulsive. That looks rather impulsive for you, is it? I'm sorry, it is. I'm going to have to ask you not to do that. Yes, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm going to say he he catches that before he brings up some of this stuff. There's like, there is a being, and then it stops. Yeah, And I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) I sort of look at the book, and I'm just like... (laughs) Do do you need to put that on a shelf for right now or something? Um... Uh, uh, it, uh, it's fine. <laughs> okay. So there is a being that away. is pretty much the only reincarnation of a god that has this world has ever known. And, like I said, he walks the earth. We are trying to stop this man. And we're also trying to protect the world from the evil that he's about to bring. Um, so... The whole point of North Star Ventures is uh, actually um, Trisha is part of our group, and she created North Star Ventures in order to find very talented uh, adventurers such as yourself to try and bring in people that we can pick from to join our group, and we need the best of the best. And, um, well... TerraCorp was working on a project that we assigned them to. Basically, they were working on that mining equipment that is designed to cut swaths through the mountains. Um, We are pretty much planning on cutting through an entire mountain and raising it. And so when we found out that these things were attacking or we, and we also lost contact with TerraCorp, we needed to pull in uh, someone to take care of it. And Trisha, and Trisha's still standing in the room, by the way, uh, he motions over to her towards Trisha, and she, she highly recommended you for the job. She said you have been very talented, up-and-coming uh, people, and you could be trusted. Now, we have been actually watching you through different means of scrying through a not the entire journey of, of what you had gone through, but through a decent amount of it. Um, we saw some of what happened in Myriad, and we saw a lot of stuff um, from Myriad all the way up to TerraCorp, and we also were watching in during that fight at TerraCorp. Um, the demon excursion is something we did not predict. And it is something we are trying very hard. We are 
discussing and trying to decide what we are going to do about that, because that throws a whole nother wrench into what we are uh, trying to do. The fact that there's a, there's a devil guy lord running around with that part. Uh, <laughs> from what we understand, he's not a devil, he is a demon. Oh, I'm sorry. Demon. There are very big differences between the two. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, just had a fancy name. So we don't know what we're going to do with that. However, we would like to ask you to join us in this group, and it, there are multiple benefits to doing so. Um, we may even assign you on a, if you guys, once you get into the group, we can tell you what are all the different areas that you can go into in this group. It is a big group of people with a lot of different skill sets and a lot of different missions and goals. Um, Basically, you can probably decide to do whatever you want to in this group. Um, but like I said, you will no longer be working for uh, North Star Ventures. You will be working for us. And um, obviously, you will never be able to tell any of this to anyone. You will basically be leaving your old lives behind. Mm -hmm. What old life? Valid. A lot of people have the same... A lot of people working for us have the same... Just spent a lot of time skulking around books. My family's crazy. So, obviously, we will be trying to figure out how we're going to deal with this. Um, and he, like, looks down, he kind of pulls out a piece of paper he has with, like, notes scribbled on it. Uh, Vorthar, creature that has appeared. So, yeah. what say you? Roll in, eh? Let's not cook. How about yourself? Oh, he's looking skeptical. Oh, man. As he he looks over. He takes on the devils and demons. Hey. He kind of gives like a, a this grin of like, I like this fucking guy. <laughs> kind of look. That's actually funny because one of my favorite enemies is demons. One of Nolly's favorite enemies is demons. Okay. That's perfect. Wow. Hell yeah. <clears throat> And um, he says, and you're in too, obviously. Yeah. All right. Well, pack your things and uh, give you, I will take you to a tavern, uh, a very special tavern here in town, uh, where we will get you into the group and we will show you, show you where we stay and where we operate. The place. We know which time. All right. Well, uh, I will see you here tomorrow morning for you to, and we'll wait for you to get all of your affairs in order. And like I said, um, uh, you will not be able to speak of this to anyone. If you do, we will know, and there will be very serious consequences. And at a certain point, um, once we go to this cavern, I will just let you know now. You will be agreeing to a geese, which will basically uh, keep you from ever speaking of this to anyone who does not already know about it. I'm gonna summon so many geese. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bark. All right. <laughs> uh, at this point, and you can kind of see Trisha is just off on the side. She hasn't really interjected in. 
at all, and she's just been kind of like smiling, and you can tell she's really proud of you in this moment. Yeah. Um, and she's generally just overall very happy. Yeah. Um, is there anything anyone would like to say or speak of at this point? Just more like a joke. <laughs> Tell us your joke. When Nolly said, oh, we've been keeping an eye on you. We've been, like, I don't know. And I'm like, my first thought was, tell the truth. You were taking bets on whether we'd live or not, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You're talking to the gambler who was hooked on drugs. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there we go. If, if any of those characters are not part of it, bets on life or death of the party. Hope, he, lo- hope he lost money. And so you guys go and get your things, and you meet Nolly in the morning, and he takes you uh, to this tavern, which I gotta say goodbye to you from. Yeah, forever. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> until he gets recruited to it. Okay, let's do that really quick because I have one last thing I got to get true. to. That's true. Okay, that's true. Uh, can we just say you? Yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. You take a moment to say goodbye to Ephraim, and um, he is uh, very upset, but um, he has kind of been having like since he got here, he's kind of been having a really fun time with a lot of. <laughs> Because a lot of the people here understand that kind of a background. Mm. There are a lot of adventures at Adventure for many different reasons, and some of them specifically want revenge. Some of them specifically um, are here because their loved ones were killed by someone or something that they're going after or something. So a lot of people really understand that, and a lot of people... um, um, have really tried to rally around helping Ephraim feel good here. And so Ephraim feels like you say, you tell Ephraim and he is like scared to have you go for you to like leave him. But, um, overall he's, he's okay. And you can tell he's going to be in good hands. So you guys pack your things and, um, That is where your adventure starts again in a different way. <laughs> um, See you next Tuesday. So, no. There is a wind that blows through the valley. This is, uh, there's a wind that blows through the valley and, uh, the grass and the trees kind of rustle with this white noise. Um, and there is an orc with a uh, jaguar helmet standing there. And you see that he is standing there with his entire hunting party with him. Uh, a band of very rugged, uh, very capable orcs, uh, all standing in a row, looking over a massive pit in the ground from a from an explosion that happened. Uh, the dust and the smoke has cleared from this pit. 
and from the sky, it is a relatively nice day. And they look out over the carnage of this explosion. And the orc holds out his hand and barks in order. And you see the uh, this group of orcs split into two groups and they start to spread out and they all start to descend into this, uh, into this pit in the ground full of rubble and um, full of just rubble, basically. And they all start searching around, looking through everything, picking up pieces, digging through all of it. Um, one orc with a... Uh, he has this, like, spear on his side, and he has this, like, giant mohawk with shaved, uh, uh, like, shaved sideburns, and he has these, uh, these sharp little teeth. He has, like, these little, uh, piercings through his eye, through his, uh, ears with, like, sharp, these sharp teeth, and he's just covered in animal furs and animal leathers mixed with this very nice, uh, like, metal kind of integrated into all of it. He's looking through a lot of this, um, a lot of this rubble with a lot of his companions, and he stumbles across a large piece of charred, something just large and charred, and he, like, looks at it a little bit, and he's like, that's... He thinks to himself, it's kind of weird. He takes his uh, his spear off of his back, and he kind of pokes at it with the blunt end, and it, this large shell of, like, crusty charredness cracks down the center, and there is this pinkness behind it. And he looks at it oddly, bends down, and kind of, Pokes it, like pokes it with his finger, and it kind of like strings out as he pulls it up, and he rubs it between his fingers, and he's like, and then he goes to kind of wipe. He goes to like wipe it off on him, and it sticks to him, but it also sticks to his fingers, and then he's like trying to get it off of his fingers, and it sticks to all of his fingers, and as he like slowly starts to like. He almost starts to panic a little bit as he's trying to, like, get it off, and he tries to wipe it with his other hands, and it sticks to his other hands, and he... <clears throat> he's, like, now he's starting to realize that, like, this stuff, whatever this pink ooze is, it's not coming off of him, and it's slowly starting to, like, build in onto his hands, and uh, it, it starts to, like, crawl up onto him, and the... The leader orc with the, uh, like, jaguar helmet, all of the orcs hear this one orc scream out. And as they turn around, they see this large pink mass of flesh with a skeleton, a freshly peeled orcish skeleton falling from it onto the ground. And as it screams out, all of these faces and hands push out of it as it screams out one fresh, new, uh, slightly green, but like droopy orcish face amongst the hundreds that are in all of the other faces. And you see this orc 
glare at this creature, and he pulls out from the side of his uh, from the side of his waist a massive greatsword with one hand, and as he pulls it out, it gleams this Damascus steel greatsword. Uh, he pulls out and he holds it up in the air and he barks out this, or he doesn't bark, he roars out this war cry and all of the orcs in the vicinity pull out their weapons and they all charge in towards this pink mass of flesh. And that's where we're going to end this game. Oh, no. <laughs> awesome. Guys, uh, we made it to the end. I'm so happy. <laughs> Woo! Can, I just say, can I just say, I'm impressed we fucking did it today? Yeah. yeah I thought it was going to be another camp. I thought it was going to happen. It just happened. So, guys, uh, really quick, just some last words. I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to everyone here for participating uh, in being uh, a part of this podcast. It was really difficult here. getting through some of it, but eventually we got through it, not without our bumps and, and nicks. But uh, once again, thank you so much to Randy and Beast Recordings for uh, just being willing to put up with a lot of this. He's always <laughs> setting up all of the gear and stuff like that. So, uh, And then, yeah, thank you very much for everyone for listening, and it was, it was super fun, and I'm so happy. Uh, that we managed to finish the campaign. So, and a big round of applause to Tyler. Yeah. Stop it. It was really weird, and there was a lot of shit I fucked up. But oh well. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. I won't be able to sleep for several hours. It's fine. Yeah, good. I also hope everyone is doing okay after the pretty heavy session. This is a pretty I'm heavy never session. Never look at Silla insane. <laughs> <laughs> insane. Okay. Well, thank you so much, uh, everyone, and have a good night. And uh, we'll see when the next campaign's gonna come. I suppose. Slimy dreams. Dungeon boy. Dungeon boy. Stories of the salt knife. Stories of the dungeon.